right. One, two, three, clap. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Works every time. Every time, all the time. All the time. So- I have a good solid clap, too. It's 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 one thing I, I'm proud of myself for. <laughs> heard it here first. Char has solid clap. I mean, <laughs> My clap game do, is strong. Do you have strong. a weak clap or a solid clap, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> I... I mean, are we talking about chlamydia or are we talking about clapping cheeks? Oh, I'm talking about like good old fashioned, uh, old school hand to hand combat. Oh, let's see. Yeah, hand to hand. Close quarters combat. I mean, like, listen, not everything's about like, you know, a VD. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about like, you know, touching hands. <laughs> touching hands. Yeah. Reaching out. Yeah. It's the first touching step. you. It, it really touching is. Like, me. the first step to intimacy is just a, just a good old clap. It's like a little <laughs> high five, uh, a little like finger gun. Like you know, the hands are really the the um, gateway to relationships. Um, what? They can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live. But in the mid to late nineties, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is anamorphic time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. Blah, 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 blah. And like, they're, they're like, no, stop <laughs> shooting at children. Oh man, being 12 was weird. <laughs> Please welcome, explain. <laughs> welcome to Anamorphine Time Relationship Corner. Oh yeah, we should do relationship facts. Yeah, we're no, going to. Dear. No, not facts. Corner. <laughs> oh, corner. So, yeah, because yeah, it's cozy in the corner. Yeah, we're gonna get intimate. We're gonna talk about our feelings. We're gonna share our loves, our losses. Join us in the Anamorphine Times Relationship Corner. Tyler, touch my hand. You. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, gross. He did not. His hands <laughs> are so well, dry. It's like, so dry. No, Tyler, Hi. yours are unnaturally wet. <laughs> It's natural. <laughs> I promise it's natural. They, they equal each other out. It's perfect. It's oh, true. there's a guest. Holy shit. <laughs> there's, there's always a guest. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. We schedule guests and I can see them. What do you mean? We. I, I do the hard work of yeah. talking to people. You just get to sit back and put sounds together. I I am the originator of Relationship Corner. I don't appreciate this being talked down to. Look, we're going to talk this out in Fight Corner. <laughs> Be careful with these corners. We only have two left. <laughs> oh, God. There are, oh, God. Well, one of them's the piss corner, right? The piss and now shit Now we corner? have one left. We have oh, really... are we just going to piss and shit in the middle of this room? I mean, oh, like, no. there's sides. It can be, like, in between the relationship and fight corner. <laughs> so we have artist, badass, horse girl, OG Animorphs fan, Shar Reed on Animorphs for Time. Shar, welcome. Tell us what's up. What is Tell us your thoughts about relationship corner. I I do we have three hours? Because you know. Uh, I, you yeah we obviously <laughs> do. You've heard yeah. <laughs> okay, so screw book twenty three. <laughs> I mean, it's a book about relationships. I'm gonna do a it George is. Costanza esque sad take on my entire life. <laughs> but then again, I've always had a dad bod. Like I've had that dad bod for at least sure. like twenty years of my life. It's That's fine. Fair. It's a good bod. The dad bod? Yeah, look at you. Yeah, but like you don't want to be like owning owning a perennial dad bod. You want to like grow into the bad dad bod. Like have the dad bod like be at the apex of of uh, the the curve there. We got body issue images corner. <laughs> That's our last corner. This evolved That's quickly. Fine. This this degraded. So like quickly. okay, we have 
we have relationship corner. We have fight corner. We have the piss and shit corner, which Tyler <laughs> loves. To, he loves that corner. Look, it can also be the piss and shit and cum corner. Whatever you want. <laughs> it's a bodily fluid it's corner. The it's the body corner. It's the body corner. The body count Our, corner. <laughs> yes. But like on the other corner is the body body uh, relationship issue. What do you call it? The body image issue corner. Right, and our dear bird boy. No, we is got, in Char hasn't got to talk about herself. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm. It's, it's a teaser for what we're going to talk about because our dear bird bird boy is in that corner. Oh, yeah, he's oh, in the yeah. piss and shit corner. No, the he, whole book. He's, oh. he's in all these corners. He's so, got, so Char, tell us about your relationship with Amorous. Tell us what you think about the bird boy. Yeah, where, what was? The, where did you encounter Amorous? Who are life? you? What do you do? Why should we care? There we go. All right. Um, well, I can't answer why you should care because I'm still figuring out that myself. But Fair. Uh, so I am an artist primarily, um, uh, like wannabe artist, I guess. <laughs> No, you're an artist. Don't well, say wannabe. Well, I it's not. So I'm putting on my therapist for... <laughs> hat. I'm over here in piss and shit corner, and I'm telling you to be better I in your think brain. I'm yeah, an you throw it around the piss and shit corner. <laughs> Keep it in the corner. Yeah. No, no, I believe from... in myself. It's it's all good. It's just it's just when when will the rest of the world catch up? Is is my take on it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been doing that for you know since high school, since which was God, 2003. So been a minute. Um, yeah, we're exis- also old. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, existential crisis time <laughs> I, every night. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. I've done. Um, I've worked in the video game industry, though nobody cares. And <laughs> I, Nate cares. He makes video games. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, nobody cares true. about that. God. <laughs> no, it's notoriously on the internet. Nobody cares about video games, yeah, especially that's what heard. like nobody cares when a woman has strong opinions about video games. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's a reason why I left that whole field. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because the men were so nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, was, their uh, penises were huge. They were caring. They were good at expressing their feelings. It's all fine. The exactly. perfect man. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I have been trying to, you know, make art art my full time thing. But I'm still working on that. Um, I'm primarily interested in comics right now, and I'm doing my own web comic called The Golden Troop. So if you want to check that out, haha. <laughs> Uh, shameless plug and uh, yeah. Um, Do you think this podcast has shame? Are you fucking kidding me? No, not. like no, I, I'm constantly I giving it. out shame plugs. We have <laughs> oh shame plugs from ahead, so good. Yeah, you we want... have a piss and shit corner. We there's no shame. That's here. where these. That's that's no. You were just right? saying that you put it in the corner because of shame. No, because I don't want to walk in it. You don't want to walk in it. That sounds like shame to me. Why are you ashamed of your piss and shit? Corner? I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I I love every piss. I love every shit. I don't want to walk around smelling like piss and shit. Let's take this to the relationship corner. Really talk about this. (laughs) Oh, did you? Tell us about your four corners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I live in an RV, so it's literally four corners. It's 23 feet long, and I had a holding tank problem that kept me up all night because I was just worried about it. So so you have a piss and shit corner. I I have. You know what? You know what I learned today? Much like Tobias, to bring it all around, I can handle my shit, my own shit, and it's That's, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like your baby. You made it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and you know what? Like, if somebody sees you, like, dealing with your shit, it's not shameful. Sometimes you're so hungry that you, you eat some roadkill, and it's fine. You know? It's, it's fine. It's shameful. 
you don't want to be caught doing that later on i I have another fact similar to this conversation and it it takes it ties all three the 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 eating the shit all of it so yeah all right oh oh no yeah (laughs) well let's get there i want to i want to get and learn about this this teaser for later yeah other people are so much better at foreshadowing their stuff yeah (laughs) i just rush in well, I mean, like, that that's your problem, Ty, is you always run into that relationship corner. But you have to work through the fight corner first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this cell <laughs> book that we're writing. <laughs> the four corners of the human soul. <laughs> that's all there are. <laughs> you know how much money we'd make? I'd write that book. It we can be, be hard. We could be motivational guys. Fuck, I could write a book. So, Nate, what are we drinking today? Because uh, well, we, we can't podcast Char without alcohol. Otherwise, I get the shakes and I'll die. Well, in order to uh, stave off the shakes, we have a celebrated wine <laughs> from the famous, esteemed, I mean, uh, uh, Oscar. O- Oscar? He's, he got the good one? He's got the good one. <laughs> he didn't have a little Golden Globe. This is Francis Ford Coppola's um, 2017 Black Label cl- Claret. It's, ooh. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. I know what that word means. It means cabinet. N- yeah. C- cabinet, uh, cabinet, wine cabinet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can tell you the history, but it's, you don't have to. I don't, I'm not gonna <laughs> like it, it's it's uh it's bottled. Uh, <laughs> sorry, let me give me got that. it got it in a safe way. Oh, you probably want that. No, I got it at a Costco. Thank you very much. Oh, even better. That's Ooh. right. I I did realize I forgot the whole segment where I was supposed to talk about like the part where I like animorphs. <laughs> yeah, tell us tell us all the animorph hold stuff. On, hold on, one, one one more second. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. Nate's going to pour us some drinks. Shar, you're going to tell us about Animorphs. All right. So it's funny that we're actually doing a Tobias book because I definitely saw the original Jake book and then uh, the Rachel book after. And mm. I was not impressed by the covers very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were not David Mattingly covers. No, those they two. were not. And and uh, so the first one, I saw them when they originally came out. So this is circa 1996. Um, fun fact, little fun fact, the Animorphs would be 36, because I grew up exactly at the same time that the Animorphs were, I grew up with the Animorphs, like, literally, so. Sure, the Animorphs aren't real. What? What? No, Jake's real. (laughs) They think about every book. Um, but yeah, so I saw the the first book and then I saw the second book come out and I was interested because animals and I was like, okay, this seems interesting, I guess. But it wasn't mm-hmm. until Tobias's like bomb ass cover came out that I was just like mm-hmm. that. No, okay. I like, I really, I had a thing where I loved raptors. Like mm-hmm. I, what third grader, I mean, this is a while before this, but I, I used to check out the giant animal encyclopedias from the library mm-hmm. as a third grader oh, yeah. and just read Me them. Me too. Yeah. And then like a in, zoo book or? No, no, no. Like like the hardcore 90s dense information about all the different <laughs> species of animals that exist in the world. <laughs> you are hardcore. Hardcore. I, I started off early. And then so in sixth and seventh grade, I was really into raptors. And I had mm-hmm. all of the raptor books from the, the library. And uh, so when I saw a red-tailed hawk on the cover, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, okay, that actually is something I want to read. But because <laughs> I'm, a, you know, a diligent reader, I went and got the first and then second and then third book at that point and just binged the whole thing. Like, I, I, I couldn't start in the middle. Like, that seems like a nightmare. Yeah. For, like, 
If it's Even got a number now, on it, I need to start from number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you got to start from the original because otherwise you might be missing out on some obscure character. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I had a like all I needed was the tiniest push to like actually get into this series, and Tobias was that push for me. Which, funny enough, what, he was not my favorite character growing up, which is like definitely different different than every other Animorphs fan. Everybody loved Tobias, but I was. I was a hard ass on Tobias for some reason my whole entire childhood, and it's like y'all well, are teaching I mean, me to soften up on this poor bird boy because like I was just I was just like oh emo kid. Ugh. Well, uh, here's the thing about Tobias, as we learned in this book, it's easy for anyone in any species to bully him. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the haircut, like are you, like the part in the middle. What do you do in Tobias? <laughs> Get rid oh of that. no, that part. Yeah, like the middle part. We, we should get into the actual book, huh? Well, because I love the I love the cover because like it. How do you like signal a morph when somebody is not a human anymore? Right? Oh, Obviously, yeah. you turn them into a ghost behind <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so in this cover, we have the ghost of human Tobias hovering behind the real bird Tobias, morphing into a little bunny. Yeah, this is Animorphs number twenty three, the Pretender. Yeah, Nate, please, tell me your favorite episode of The Pretender. There are pretenders among us, geniuses with the ability to become anyone they want to be. In 1963, a corporation known as The Center isolated a young pretender named Jared and exploited his genius for their research. Then one day, their pretender ran away. Um, my, uh, like, the, the only one I really remember is the first one where he becomes a doctor. That's pretty. That's like he becomes the he he does that a lot, doesn't he? The he does, yeah. By the way, Shar, we're talking about the hit 1990s series, The Pretender. <laughs> you I know, am, with Jared, he was I'm a clone. He's struggling. Oh, to I should have spoiled it. Ah, oh, he's ah. not Tyler. We don't know that yet. Spoiler cast for The Pretender the, cast. <laughs> God, I want to do The Pretender series. cast. Oh no, nobody. Like, here's the thing. It took me a long time to realize that I was kind of attracted to men, and Jared from The Pretender was one of the first men I was attracted to. I'm going to go over to the relationship slash fight corner. Okay. Let's, let's it's inspiring the, the mixture of those feelings in me. Is it the, wrong that I have more fondness for the early 90s uh, TV show, the early edition, than The Pretender? Yes. Early edition sucked. The Pretender ruled. Early edition had a, a time-traveling cat that would bring a newspaper from the future. What are you talking about, The Pretender? Oh, my God. The early Pretender edition. had a bad guy with no thumbs, and that was his big downfall. <laughs> what was that era of television? What was happening? It was fantastic. Sunday, on an all-new Third Rocket, the Aliens' first bachelor party. Well, hello. In a place you won't believe. Oh, yeah. But maybe they can handle it. Now about the pretender. <laughs> All right, back to what so, really matters. Yeah, that that is actually there is actually a very uh, first note that I noticed the first sentence in the whole entire thing, um, where <laughs> you want to talk relationship corner. Okay, here we have a relationship between a bird boy and a uh, what is it, thirteen year old girl now, and um, and the first thing that Tobias says about her is that she was obnoxious. <laughs> now past tense it she was obnoxious but mm -hmm. i just i just made special note of like that is the first thing uh that he says about her so i, I don't know that feels, I, that feels he, poignant for some reason but like that that never feels weird to me that feels like a sitcom thing i've never been attracted to somebody i was annoyed with really it, yeah like uh -oh. that might just be a me thing i don't know but like 
in general, I'm attracted to people that are not annoying, that I that I, I enjoy their company. <laughs> but then again, he says was. So, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, that's not a normal thing. You don't get attracted to people that are annoying. You don't. It's true, I don't. Do I, you? for one, love Fran Drescher. Yeah! <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. I'm very attracted to oh, the nanny. Shit. The nanny, <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. No, but uh, but no. but, do you find it annoying or do you find it endearing? It's annoying. Okay. It's so annoying. I hate her voice, <laughs> but oh man. Everything else. Something about that big Italian hair. Yeah, but you Ooh. you wouldn't marry Fran Drescher. Well, yeah, she's rich. I'm a little inside <laughs> from money, but like, okay, how about this? You wouldn't marry the nanny, you as Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> no, probably not. You marry, uh, oh, she does take care of my kids, and yeah. I'm a very important businessman. <laughs> That's we're not talking about the nanny. We're talking about Animorphs, the other 90s The pretender. <laughs> Animorphs, the pretender. The, the real thing we're talking about? We should point out, before we jump into Animorphs, this is a very special book. Shar, do you know why this is a very special book? Why is this a very special book? Because this was the first one ghostwritten. Is that why Tobias is a ghost on the cover? This is, yeah, it's his spooky ghost. Because <laughs> it's ghost-ridden. He's there to signify the ghost in the book. Because the first page to. says, The author would like to thank Michael Mates for his help in preparing this manuscript. For Tanya, Alicia, Martin, also for Michael and Jake. I tried to find Michael Mates on every social media. What Couldn't about, do it. What about Tony, uh, uh, Tonya, Alicia, Martin? I don't care. I am not human. I was a human once. I was born a human. There are human characteristics within me. And I can become a human for two hours at a time, but I am not human. Tobias, Chapter 1, Animorphs, The Pretender. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is a book about not being human. <laughs> well, watch out. That's the end. Well, I mean, like, you know, sometimes, Tyler, I'm sure you, sometimes you, you feel like, you know, I don't feel like I belong to the human race. Oh, I, feel, I feel different. Especially at work now these days. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone around me is different. I'm I'm special in that, like, I don't feel like I belong. The, these are not my kind. Yeah. Terminally unique. Right. Most, most, not terminally, terminally unique, but unable to connect is yeah. how I would describe it. I wouldn't say that it's. Me being unique or special, I'd say that I am unable to connect a lot of times. Why did you single me out? This sucks. <laughs> well, you were right across from me, and <laughs> it seems rude to say that to Char. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, okay, yes. I often feel out of place and like I don't fit, and I have a lot of shame meals. I'm sorry. It's because you don't fit. You should leave. <laughs> no. no, but like everyone feels that way. What are you talking about? Like everyone has the feeling of like, you know, I'm surrounded by all these people, but they're they're not like me. I am 100% different. From you them. know, some people are actually happy. We don't know any of them. No, but I'm going to say, like, it's a common feeling, right? Tobias is not unique in having this feeling of not feeling like... No, but Tobias is he a He does have a special boy. situation, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, agreed. He has a better than... excuse. He has good justification for saying he's not human, because he is, in fact, a bird. Yeah. <laughs> But also, he's isolated. He's alienated. And something from his human life is coming back to bite him in the ass. Oh, shit. A bully. Tobias has a bully in his life as a hawk. There's another hawk in his meadow taking all of his food, being an asshole. 
I mean, like, the okay, the bird is not purposely bullying Mr. Tobias no, no, Bird. No, 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 the bird is doing what birds do. Bird's hungry. Bird's got to eat. Bird's hungry. Tobias bird's got to eat. That. Tobias knows he the does. bird's going to bird. Like, he's not, he's not anthropomorphizing this bird. He's like, the bird's being more of a real bird than I ever will be. He learned that lesson with Price Cup Polly, that birds, in fact, do not have human feelings. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. know what to do. He says... I could confront the other hawk, red tail to red tail. We could fight it out. Only I don't. I don't do anything. Pretty soon he'll make a move on me, push me aside. Maybe then I'll have to figure out what to do. But right now, I don't do anything. I just go hungry. I could go to the others for help, to Rachel and the other Animorphs, my friends, but how weak is that? How can I go begging for help to deal with the situation? I should be able to handle myself. I sat on my branch in my tree and watched the dry grass. So he's, he's doing the, the toxic masculinity do things. Like, I can't ask for help. I don't want to be weak. Oh, well, I, I don't even know. I, yeah. I wouldn't okay. paint that so much as toxic masculinity. <laughs> well, I paint that it, as depression and the inability to ask for help. I don't know. I, I like he. Yeah. Well, ultimately, he doesn't want to ask for help because he doesn't feel secure in his position with the the rest of the his extended universe. Right. He doesn't yeah. feel the <laughs> Tobias. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the TCU, the, the TCU. <laughs> he doesn't TCU. feel secure in the TCU, right? Because, well, and I think a lot of it is just like he doesn't want to feel weak in front of the other human animorphs, right? <laughs> why? Why doesn't Tobias go for help? Uh, he's never been able to. Okay, growing up as but a like, kid, he had no safe support. Okay, at school he was bullied. He didn't even really have friends until he met an alien that turned okay. him into an animorph. He, Tobias doesn't ask for help because he doesn't know how to, and he doesn't think he can. And a, this book illustrates that he often cannot. Yeah. Okay. Should he be able to? Yes, absolutely. Does he? No, absolutely not. If you do not have the skills, you you can't just summon them. It's like I can look at a carbonara, and I don't know how milk fits into spaghetti, but I know somehow it does. That's the same thing as asking for help. But he, he acknowledges that... He wants to ask for help, but he can't. Yeah, because right. he doesn't want to seem weak. Because he he, th- he is he would be the first to help any of the other animorphs. I think we might all be able to agree with that. Sure, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see them as weak for asking for help, but he sees himself as weak for asking for help. Uh, I relate to this yeah. so hard. <laughs> I relate to this <laughs> on a different kind of level, like way more now than I did as a kid. Because I was, oh, yeah. I was always like, as a kid, um, I had like Cassie's life, like, like mm-hmm. I had the life where my dad read the series with me when they came out. Like I read it first, and then I okay. passed it to my dad, and then he read it, and then he passed it to my sister. And then your and dad her. would make some awesome chili, and yeah, yeah, it was great. It <laughs> yeah. was great. I literally had like, just about literally had like Cassie's life in the sense of like, like parents that were together and uh, a sibling. Cassie has a sibling. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, so I, it's, it's different now cause I actually am more alone than I was back then. And so I read this in a different context, probably not through exactly Tobias's lens, but just like mm-hmm. the lens of like, God, I feel so bad for him because like as somebody who has a situation that like, it's a little bit of a situation. Like if all your friends are married and have kids and you don't have either, then you also mm-hmm. feel like the outcast. And it's much different than his situation of like being half bird, half human, which literally none of the others can 
relate to. And if they try, all they can think about is where they almost became an athlete and then like yeah. are traumatized from that. And he probably doesn't want to re-traumatize them with the idea right. of like them having almost suffered his own fate. Yeah, he he sees he thinks they see him as pitiable. Mm-hmm. And he sort of I would say that he leans into that saying like well they already pity me they're not going to help me they see me as weak I'm I'm their worst nightmare what I am is their worst nightmare why would they why should I come to them with my problems Well the, what makes it even more nefarious is that there's some justification for that right oh, like because he is their worst nightmare yeah. <laughs> like you know it's not like him like uh self-aggrandizing his like his faults he he is in the position where um, he is pitiable, mm-hmm. right? He's a sad story ultimately, right? And, yeah, he's a tragedy. But like he he rejects that notion, right? And like he rejects any form of pity, right? Which is asking for help mm-hmm. or asking for support or talking to anybody, right? Or, or you know, like he. I think ultimately, I think Tobias chooses to be alone. He chose to be alone when he was a human kid. Mm-hmm. Ul- you know, like he just kind of accidentally wandered into this group, right? Yeah. So, you know, he, he brings along with him this idea of I take care of my own problems, mm-hmm. right? Because he, he is a loner. He, he, he's a lone bird. I was about to say wolf, but no, he's a bird. That's Cassie. <laughs> Cassie's yeah. the wolf. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, and I think that it's, it's like a combination of he doesn't want to um, seem weak because he needs to be self-sufficient because he knows he can be left alone at any point. Yeah. Right. So he needs to be self-sufficient because he can't depend on people to be there. And so if somebody, say, were to show up and offer support, that would change everything. We'll get to we'll 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 get get to that. that. But uh, I think the the thing that's setting off this dread in Tobias and one of the better narrative things about this book is this other hawk. This this fucking asshole. This (laughs) asshole, normal hawk who shows up and is 100 percent pure hawk. That is the most hawk a hawk could be. Yeah. So Tobias sees the symbol of what the most hawk can be, and then he sees his friends who what the most human can be. Tobias and got so Tobias got bird social media where he sees all of, like right. all his friends so much better yeah. than he is, and like oh shit. I was I was gonna try to make some pun like he's got anamorphic anamorphile dysfunction because like everything he just can't his he just stops working because it's. Like nothing works. It's yeah, I, I get like well, that's what happens, right? He tries. To, so there's this. Uh, there's there's a fa- rabbit with some fa- babies. Family of rabbits in this meadow that he was gonna like pick off like a couple of baby bunnies because mm-hmm. he acknowledges that like you know yes they are cute but I'm hungry. Right. Um, but when he swoops in to grab them, he starts seeing flashes of himself being the prey, being yep. the little baby bunny being picked off by red tailed hawk, and he fucks it up and he like you know eats eats dirt. Um, where the other hawk comes swoops by, takes a couple of uh, sweet snacks and flies away. Yeah, the Chad Redtail takes the baby and it's like, fuck you. Because, well, he no, he doesn't think anything. No, right? he, he's just, ah! He's just like, snack, out. <laughs> you know, like that, that's all birds. I mean, again, like, yeah, I'm sure birds have feelings, <laughs> right? But like, you know, not, not the way like, that a human go has. now. Yes, thank you, yeah. kind of. Birds don't have like anxieties about being bunnies, right? right. They don't have those dreams. Dogs do not dream about being other things that are not dogs. Well, right? no, they don't. <laughs> like they chase bunnies in their dreams, certainly, but like you know, they don't dream about being like a person. I do. Well, yeah, because you're a person. You, you dream, dream about, about being, being a, a person. Dog. 
Well, yeah, because I'm a we, dog who dreams about being a man. I definitely because have we got off those, dreams. Like, where I am. Yeah, home. I mean, like, well, humans are unique and and special in that we can, you know, pretend that we're something that we're not. I, and maybe like some gorillas, I'm sure, out there <laughs> too, like have that dream of being like a crocodile. <laughs> so Tobias wanders off, and he's hungry. He has not been eating. He's losing weight. He feels like shit. He's depressed. He doesn't ask for help. It's midnight. There's nothing in the fridge. What do you do? You go eat a dead raccoon <laughs> in front of your girlfriend. <laughs> Not on purpose. Yeah. Tobias knows there's a freshly killed raccoon nearby. He flies to it. and He's like, well, this will do. It's still warm. That's good. I'll at least stay alive. When he hears the angelic little voice of Rachel say, Tobias. And he locks oh, eyes with Rachel man. and just bones out. Char, have you like had a crush on somebody and done something like completely and utterly embarrassing and shameful right in front of them. Not like even that. Has your par- declared that I have six E's in my name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean like, you know, you sitting there just like in garbage out of a garbage can. It's not, it's not even <laughs> not that. It's that when bad. someone like when a partner finds you doing something shameful. Yeah. Like you ever been caught by your partner masturbating? No. And then okay. they're weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Me oh. neither. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, none of us. I don't know why I thought of that. Weird. None of us <laughs> have ever had it. It, was, it wasn't weird, and I had some explaining to do. It's fine, and it wasn't even to like pornos and stuff. I because I don't. Uh, I, uh, yeah, let, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're going to. I gotta be careful. We're going to. We're, we're going to relationship corner. Uh, okay, let, let's head on over to the relationship corner. I and relationship corner. I wasn't even like watching a pornography. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't more. watching any films. I yeah. wasn't looking at any pictures. I didn't even have my phone out. It's okay. You can trust me here in relationship. Corner. I was going pure th- for a third eye jack. You know, you know what I mean? Do that in the piss and shit corner. Don't, don't do that. Well, corner. I know. It's the piss and shit and body stuff corner. It's fine. Like, I'll start in relationship, and then when I'm about to be done, I'll run over to the piss and shit corner. Whatever you do, do not take that to the fight corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's... She caught me pleasuring myself. Okay. And she's like, what are you doing? It's like, uh, well... <laughs> Either you're very stupid or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like... And it was uncomfortable. It's weird. She's like, well, why didn't you just ask if we... Yeah, like... And I'm like... But, th- th- like, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, it's like... You, I, I have shit to do today. I don't have time for this. You were, I get it. You were doing stuff, and I was bored, and when when I get bored... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, you don't have to explain it. But I think it's totally understandable. I mean, but, like, the shitty metaphor aside, getting caught doing something shameful by anyone is terrible like you know night eating you sneak out you have a little snack at night you get caught doing that no good i got caught eating uh food off the floor yeah today by me (laughs) (laughs) i watched you do it yeah but i know you i'm not trying to impress you (laughs) this is also all hard for me to relate to because i don't feel shame about any of this stuff oh you don't eat food on the floor (laughs) like like an animal (laughs) 30 second rule man 15 minute rule i mean it's whatever it's a it's a dog eat dog world out there you gotta you gotta survive well, and also, like, if it's just you, like, I mean, I would eat food out of a trash. Like, you know. If, oh, oh, yeah, sure, I have. Yeah, like, we accidentally top, throw something like away. It's like, that's still good. Yeah, just on the very top. Just a little trash on top. <laughs> I'm a little bit gross. It's fine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine with it. See, see, relationship Is corner. We- when, you, when you've been alone long enough, then it's like, I, I hear all this stuff, and I'm like, people are weirded out by that? What? Like, I don't, huh? Okay. Like, let's just say that I think. I think COVID has really lowered our standards for everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. My, my personal standards are in the trash. It's, in 2024, what's COVID? That's <laughs> joke for future listeners. Oh, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the, the, the present, future listeners. <laughs> but anyways, uh, shit, I was going somewhere and it's gone now. <laughs> they have all I'm, these future listeners. I'm sorry. Liver raccoon. We're talking about A piece shame. of liver raccoon was in my mouth. I swallowed it. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, does, does Rachel care? Would Rachel ca- Does Rachel care about this? No. No. I don't think she does. Because I, I think. Well, yeah, like even if you know anything about Rachel as a person, you know that she wouldn't care because she is the type of person that like likes being in the shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she acknowledges something in Tobias, like Tobias is in the shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's even why she likes Tobias is because Tobias's life is a challenge and yeah. she sees that and respects that. I think she, she wants to fix it too. I think she's got a fixer kind of personality. Oh, I I never thought about that. I don't think I don't know if I agree with that. Though. I do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Later in the book, when she's like, "You should be a human, so we can go on dates." Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if that's fixing though. We'll, we'll talk about it, that. It, There's it, a whole yeah. conversation there. Yeah, we'll, oh, get, yeah, we'll there. get to we'll that. Get there. We gotta hold off on that one because they have a talk. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the, the state of the relationship. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Tobias accidentally gets caught in the, the piss and shit corner by Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> he flies away ashamed. As And he just takes off. He does his thing. He flies around. So when Jake stops by, he says, hey, yo, Rachel wants to talk to you. And, and he's like, and oh, God. He's like, oh, God. She saw me. I, I knew she saw me. Well, again, also, Jake, bringing this up in the worst possible way, Rachel wants to talk means something completely different <laughs> than what actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody so, goes up to you and say, T- Tyler, mm-hmm. we need to talk. I'd be, I'm scared every time I hear that from anyone. Yeah. Not, that, even, not even Nate, you saying you want to talk to Tyler. Like if a mutual friend of your, both y'alls came up to Tyler and was like, Nate wants to talk to you. That, like, that's like even worse because it's like a yeah, third that'd person be, is involved. Like, that would like, be worse. Char, Tyler needs to talk to you. Oh, God. Right, like that. that scared me. Yeah, it's like, Tyler, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> you are saying something. Right, because, like, I need to go to the Jake does and not acknowledge that this means something. That, that Jake is not a person of subtext. He's a person of text. Yeah. <laughs> Super he's text. All text. Although he's getting more subtle, like General Patton, wouldn't you agree? No. Oh, Patton. One of these books. Anyways, it's. It, the, when, Patton, these nuts with his mouth. Yeah, the thing that Rachel really wants to talk about is. Um, Tobias's cousin is here. Yeah. Her name's Arya. Arya has been asking around for Tobias. She killed off all the ice monsters and dragons and she's over from Westeros. Oh, she's, yeah. She's like, why don't she's you come be king with that of... Dagger. Yeah. yeah, come be king of uh, incest land. Hello, I'm Arya Stark. <laughs> Hello, Arya. My name's the Hound. They, they should have all had Cockney accents. It would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, no, like... Tobias's surprise mystery cousin, who just got back from a shoot, uh, uh, uh not a shoot, but a, uh, a, <laughs> a photography lion shoot. shooting, uh, yeah. a can yeah. hunt. No, <laughs> she's, she's back from a lion shooting. <laughs> yeah, she's back from shooting in Africa. <laughs> God. No, like she was a photographer in Africa. She came back. She's like, I want to find my cousin, yeah. Tobias. She tells he, the, the lawyer, like the lawyer's looking for Tobias. Right, like everyone's looking for Tobias, and Rachel, like. And the gang, obviously, are like, this seems like a trap to catch yeah. Tobias in something. They know he's an anamorph. But they know that, but they're also, well, it could also be your cousin. Maybe this is a home for you. Maybe you can finally have a family. Well, I mean, Tobias is thinking that. I think the anamorphs are more skeptical than Oh, even than, Rachel than says hopeful. that. Yeah. But Rachel's the one 
who says this may not be a trap. It smells like a trap. It looks like one. But Tobias, maybe have you for a second, maybe even considered this could be something called hope. Yeah. Something called family. <laughs> See? His home is the meadow. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, ha- he has problems at home. And like the problems are another bird is in it. <laughs> yeah. He has problems at home. But he also can't stop thinking about hope. Well, it's more like Tobias has never had a home, right? Yeah. So the idea of a home is foreign to him. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's what he means, like, like when he's like, what do you mean take me in? It's like, no, you get a home. It's like, what's a home? <laughs> what is yeah. that? So Tobias, on. Tobias goes to the lawyer. This is the lawyer of uh, DeGroat. DeGroat. They go out of their way to say it's DeGroat. I knew you would do this. Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> Remember that? No, no. This is this is Italian Groot. I'm the Groot. <laughs> Remember, like, yeah, it's the tree guy. Yeah, yeah, hey, old tree guy. Yeah, I'm the Groot. <laughs> no, mine was better. Italian Groot is the Groot. <laughs> so no he goes into this lawyer's office the and Groot. into to I'm Groot. I'm Groot. Groot. <laughs> it's funny because he he can only say his name. Uh, <laughs> He, he goes checks in, he, in with his buds. They put together their secret codes. He goes in the lawyer's office, and he's like, Hello, Mr. DeGroot. I'm Tobias. Tobias. Yeah, and like the thing is, like a lot of this conversation is very stilted. He mentions that he kind of forgot how to be human. Yeah, a he doesn't bit. know how to move his face. He's like, Oh, I bet normal humans would have feelings right now. <laughs> They'd be able to show emotion. Yeah. And, like, everyone's kind of confused by it. Like, he has a weird, like, interaction with the receptionist before he even talks to the group, mm-hmm. where the receptionist's like, what, do you, hey, kid, like, what are you doing here? And yeah. he just, like, kind of robots his way through it. The mm-hmm. uh, offers him a soda, and, like, he's just, like, so thrown off by that conversation that he just, like, yells out, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <Diet> Pepsi! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, it was Coke, wasn't it? Yeah, Diet Coke. I'm, I'm sorry, it, Pepsi is it, is it technically DeGroat? Is that it? It is DeGroat. Yeah, they make a point to say it's DeGroat. Which Nate, I, re- I appreciated as a kid reading this. I was like, I have no idea how to say that. Like, listen, I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna, like, I'm, we know. I'm just going to rewrite <laughs> this in my brain. Like, you can try to convince me that his name is DeGroat, right? Or, or like, Aldrea. Yeah, but like, really, like... Or a Lauren. Right. Like, the, the power yeah. of like being a person who's just reading a book is that you can just call him whatever you want. Hello, my name is <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> That's he's a little robot. Yeah. Uh, so um, he orders a coke. Uh, he gets a coke. He's surprised by the taste of coke because he kind of forgot what that is. Because it's delicious. Coke it's is way cold. better than Pepsi. Especially it's if you cold. haven't had a coke in like how many months has he been a beard? Six. Yeah. I'll say like yeah, he hasn't had a coke in six months. Ooh. <sighs> Can you imagine? Oh, 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 oh. suffering. Ugh. Oh, oh. And birds don't even really drink. They get a lot of their fluids from the the stuff they eat. So, like, drinking cold water, having anything cold in your mouth at all is, like, a foreign, total foreign feeling for him. And he even says he feels a little bit like Axe. Yeah. And I suppose if you've been eating rats for the last, like, six months, maybe a Coke would taste pretty good. (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry. I've been drinking rat blood for the last six months. This is way better than rat blood. Man. I've had these last six months. It's just cruel. It's good to get my mouth on some pussy. I mean, if you think about it, like also, like you get why Axe is like way into like human food because all he's been doing, he's been tasting the floor for like all of his <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> eating his own shit, yeah. cigarettes, occasional, rocks. occasional ladybug. 
I'll yeah. tell you, there's not a better combo than cinnamon roll and a cigarette, if we're being honest, for breakfast. Okay, yeah, but what about, like, uh, um, a rat and a Coke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, this, this dumb lawyer, this definitely not compromised lawyer, says, I represent your father's estate. Yep. Right. Your real father. What do you mean, real father? <laughs> huh? Well, I mean, like, Tobias doesn't know the secret that we, dear listeners, know, which is Tobias's father is, in fact, an Andalite. Mm. Um, and, like, you know, Tobias is intrigued, but he's not, like, he's playing off the, like, jaded teenager thing really well. Yeah. Because he's a jaded teenager. <laughs> yeah. And he spent the last six months killing for food. <laughs> right. So and being traumatized yeah, and not sent back in time. Yeah, Tobias makes a point saying, like, I'm putting on an act here to, to you know, act as, like, a street tough. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just that now. I think he, like, he's, he acts that way because he is that way. And he just doesn't want to admit that he's a street kid now. I mean, there's that. And later in the book when he's trying not to show any emotion at all, it's like, dude, you probably don't even have to try. You probably don't show emotion. Like, yeah, yeah you'll feel it. But you're so destroyed and beaten down by war that... No, you're not going to show emotion. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he, he's playing the jaded teenager role because he is. And, um, you know, he the lawyer says, I'd like to read you this will, but I can't until it's your birthday. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, oh, today must be my birthday. But he's like, oh, I don't remember when my birthday is. Oh, shit. My birthday. And I actually checked it out. I think he was, like you said, a, a hawk for, what, six months now? Six months mm-hmm. to a year or something? Sure. And And it's like... I thought at first, how is it you've been in this form for six months and you can't remember your birthday? I mean, it's but he has a different to brain me. too. He right? does like, have a different brain, and then it it dawned on me even a more sadder reality that no one celebrated his birthday ever, yeah. and so yeah. he didn't remember because it wasn't ever an important or special or happy date for him. If you so don't have a special birthday, then nobody cares. Like, it, yeah. like yeah. you don't remember things that are just like come and go. So I don't have birthday parties. It's like I never had birthday parties. Yeah, whatever. It just becomes another day, which is incredibly sad. For people that you know, yeah, people. I don't. We don't really celebrate birthdays. I mean, you know, because you know, I, I buy myself. I buy myself a steak. Oh yeah, like I'll eat a whole pizza by myself. But it's like we don't have parties. We don't have. We don't have birthday weeks. We don't have any of that shit. Yeah. So like uh, things are looking bad for Tobias, um, but at this point he leaves because he has all the information he needs. He knows. He figured out it wasn't his birthday today. Yeah. That, he's like, that's all, right, all he fine. needs. Yeah. Uh, and so he heads out the door and he starts walking away mm-hmm. uh, down the prepanned route that uh, the the old Morphe boys have uh, put together. We're the Morphe boys. They're the animorphs. Morphe boys. The old the Morph gang. Not <laughs> the Morph gang. The M gang. It's the name of books. The animorphs. The animal morphs. Yeah, the animal morphers. Yeah. Planned this. They did. They planned an escape route for uh, Tobias to walk down so they could, uh, you know, kind of debrief. And wouldn't you know, he's being followed. Oh, shit. By by a, a, Someone. a spooky goon. A spooky goon. I mean, like, yeah, who is he being followed by? <laughs> a who spooky goon. Yeah. So uh, he gets followed into uh, a sticky situation. Yeah, he does what any person being followed should do, and that's goes to Applebee's. Right. Listen, if, if listeners, if you're being followed by a scary man... Yeah. Go into an Applebee's. They're a safe place. There's you. S- that's right. Applebee's. What makes a honey of a deal? Our amazing new honey pepper sauce. It makes honey grilled chicken and honey pepper steak a taste of honey heaven. Listen, Applebee employees, 
Let me in your back room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see where the magic happens. Yeah, I want that Applebee's steak employees, fresh. Just put it right in my in. mouth. Let me in there, Applebee's employee, or I'll give you a mudslide if you know what I mean. Uh. Oh man, yeah. So Tobias loses uh, the goon, uh, scary goon, by going through the back uh, back of uh, Applebee's and just kind of ducking out that way, which works. Yeah, it works. He says, "I." I I could go regroup with my friends, but instead, I had to get my head right. Yeah. And he like, flies away. Instead of letting them know what happened, he just fucks off to the like to the woods to, I guess, be a bird, because that's what he is, right? Tobias and, is a bad friend. No, he's he's in a spot. Well, he he's, kind he's, of, like, he's, he, he showed a couple of them that, they, that he was there. He demorphed, and he kind of, like, flew off, and he knew a couple of them saw them, and they let him go. They yeah, and he, he says... I should have met with the others. That was the plan. But once I was back in the sky, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to sit down and explain it all to them. I guess, too, I didn't want to have to deal with Cassie's hopefulness and Rachel's concern and Marco's abrasive skepticism. I didn't want it all analyzed and picked apart. I knew the routine. Cassie would make me go over every word, everything word by word, gesture by gesture, expression by expression. Cassie has an amazing talent for understanding other people and their motives. She would want to understand all she could about DeGroat little earlier he mentioned temptation and it kind of made me think that like maybe he thinks he didn't deserve to have nice things in his life Mm -hmm. so kind of going back to his you know lack of self-confidence and everything so all of this is like bringing up all of that stuff all of it oh yeah for for, yeah for sure he says this was mine my problem my hope like hope is a problem yeah he's letting hope in and he doesn't like it he's scared of it yeah Right. Because, you know, what if you're not all these bad things you've told yourself you are? Well, and hope is undependable. You can't depend on it. It's hope. a candle in the wind. You can't depend on it. And what if you're disappointed <laughs> by hope every single time? Which like, Tobias like has time been. You're hopeful. Yeah, like it's not just that hope is, uh, you know, something to be mistrusted. It's that he has good reason to mistrust it because it has let him down every single time. Oh, maybe the Elemist will do right by me and actually give me what I actually want, what I actually meant when I asked for my old life back. And no, mm-hmm. no, it's a trick. He decided to just give me my morphing ability back. Thanks, Elemist, you jerk. Is, like, is yeah. there ever hope that is not precluded by... I think I'm going to be disappointed. Like, have you ever felt, like, really hopeful and it's like, yeah, no, this is going to work out perfectly. No. (laughs) No, like, I think hope by definition is that, like... Hope always has a little knife. Yeah, hope has always a little knife and it's there just, like, like, make little cuts on you because it's just like, yeah, you little bastard, I'm going to trick you into thinking things are going to be good. They're not. (laughs) 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 And, and, like, because when hope is real, it's just reality. It's just a good thing happened. Right. Like, yeah. but like, you know, the, uh, this is still like uncertain and he doesn't know how to deal with it because he doesn't like it. He doesn't like that, that level of uncertainty because it, he's used to things being bad and he knows that yeah. handle be- things being bad. He's comfortable with things being bad. He's always been bad when he became an anamorph. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's a new hopeful purpose in my life in the galaxy oh surprise i'm trapped as a bird i'm the worst animorph yeah but he was I have the le- the least amount of power the bottom of the chain but it's also the devil he knew right like yeah. he, he knows bad having a bad life 
He knows yeah. that really well. He does. But he doesn't know, like, having a, a, a secure home life and, right. like, knowing who your father is. Yeah, the, right? the, like, the, the leave it to beaver shit. He doesn't have any of that. He doesn't know that. So, like, Sorry, uh, leave it to beaver for our younger listeners is, like, the first episode of WandaVision. Or, or the first episode of <laughs> The Angry Beavers. No. Remember that show? I actually I have seen beavers. all of Leave It to Beaver. I, I've watched all of it with my family <laughs> recently. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so what's it like During... being in a cult? I think we, we really... <laughs> to a growing boy, there are some emotions you can take in your stride. Right now, Tobias being a bad, depressed friend. Right. And saying, like, all right, it's time to go find the other plot here in the Horkvajur village. <laughs> and... I'm going to fly to this town of monsters. <laughs> Again, Where I had I think such a, a good choice. time last time. Here's such yeah. a nice, fun story well, yeah. full of they hope told me and a nice adventure. Story. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. He knows he's not going to be picked apart by the hork Pajur. Yeah, <laughs> like, he knows they're, they're too dumb to like pick up on his problems. It's like, oh, friend is here. Hi. <laughs> Which kind of rules. Yeah. I wish I had a friend that was just like, hi. I'm right here. Just happy to see okay, you. Yeah, but like, you like want to talk a, about a shit. A small <laughs> creature that's like furry that just, you open the door and every single time it's like the first time. I'm just talking about dogs. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, dogs it's like, yeah, great. it's like a hork are just like, he went to like say hi to his dog friends. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. shit, yeah, I want to I want to throw a ball. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my life. Right. I just uh, want to talk about like what bark is like, <laughs> what tastiest <laughs> cut of bark there is, or bark your is weird awesome. seer friend. <laughs> yeah, your your seer goddess who has my name. Yeah, so Toby. Who's named after me? Hmm. But so, yeah, so so good old Toby. Uh, he flies there expecting just to pet some dinosaur monsters from another planet. Yeah, just chill out and like stare at a fire, which sounds great. Yeah, I mean that does sound good. Yeah, right. Let's burn down an Applebee's and really stare at fun. it. Like I, I'm so much like if there's a Applebee's that's on fire, blame us for it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> if there's ever been an Applebee's on fire, we did it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So so uh, Toby has uh, turned into a, a two year old, one year old, like four month old Horkbajur gorilla leader. They, I mean, they they grow fast. We learned that. Yeah, because they especially have to. yeah they have to because they're they're fighting a, go- a gorilla war Are they against really like a dogs. Uh, Do they really only have like fifteen years or something? Like, I mean, probably yeah. I mean, Toby Aww. really is like a month old, two months old, something when, like that. When mm-hmm. they saved, uh, um, you know, Cat uh, Hellpack and Chatta Hami. Yeah, I mean, God, I love them. Tobias yeah, only got his morphing power powers back like a couple months before, so yeah, he, so it's only been two months. Like, yeah. Ooh. So smart kid. I'm like I'm like thinking that night, Cat Hellpack and Jeremy with just like oh you know town. you know because they could they they had Chloe to stare at each other bumping. but they couldn't like do anything yeah. right like you know yeah they had a cloacal kiss or two yeah <laughs> it's like four. <laughs> or four yeah God you remember when you could have sex that many times in a row yeah me neither what sex oh huh? well. Well, let's when let's a man <laughs> needs to prove to a woman. Which is it in the fight corner or is it in the relationship corner? It's that I blending think it's of the, the two, shit man. In this corner. <laughs> oh shit! It's in the middle. It's in the oh, middle because no. there's body image issues too. That's right. Oh no. The the best relationship is in the middle of the four corners. We're, let's write this fucking book. Yeah. Right. Oh man, you want to write the a self help book? <laughs> I kind of do. It would be so funny. It would only have to be five chapters long. Four. No, no, no. Well, one introduction. The one, the no, the, okay, six. One in the middle. Cause you got to write about the middle. How that's the fuck spot. 
<laughs> and depending on which depending on which corner you come from depends on how powerful that fuck spot is. All right, hold on. We got to talk about Toby. We got to uh, talk about Toby. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, Toby is like this tiny terror of a gorilla leader, which I kind of love, right? Because it's just like Toby's their seer. Yeah. Well, you know what? Toby is like an anamorph. <laughs> Right. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, yeah, but I imagine like it's equivalent of like a thirteen-year-old girl in Horkbajir age, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, yeah, we've been raiding this uh, Hork, this uh, Yerk pool to get yeah, our, our. There's a Yerk facility nearby. We're not telling you where it is. And I'm like, well, why not? Just tell tell the animorphs. They'll help you. But it's not about that. It's not about that. They have been leading raids, getting captured Horkbajir, bringing them back, and building a little city. So they've got. I mean, it's an orgy. 30. They had like 30. 30. I would say like... 30 is an orgy. Well, what, do you, you need not, 60 at yours? I'm, no, I'm just saying they're not all doing it, Tyler. Some They have shit, they have bark to collect. They're not just fucking the entire time. I mean, they, ha- they have an army. Some of they them have, are only two months old. Shit. <laughs> they're doing army... <laughs> Tyler, honestly, some of them are planning they, battles, okay? like. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no time for romance because I feel like this village is at war, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they don't trust the Animorphs completely. They trust Tobias. Yeah. Like if Tobias straight up said, you have to tell me where this camp is, they probably would. But um, they, they don't trust humans, yeah. ultimately, no. because they know that humans are also kind of assholes. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've seen humans. some of that. Yeah, they've been around humans and they've seen the humans that will willingly join the Yerks. Yeah. And, and also, like, they know that they have to t- look out for themselves first, mm-hmm. right? Which. That's a good choice. I, I cannot fault the Hork Majora for saying we got to look out for ourselves yeah. first right now. Because sometimes you do have to look out for yourself first before you can help others. What if they saw like a human bef- while they were outside of your control and they saw like a look of horror disgust like looking at them and they're and then they're like, oh, we have to protect them. The ones that like look at us like we're monsters. Like, Ugh. yeah, I just realized that that would be terrible. I wouldn't want to help pass. them, or I would severely mistrust them as well. I'd be like, no, yeah. I'm good. Well, Absolutely. And we we know why in like a couple of chapters because they'll be put in a zoo, yeah. <laughs> like almost immediately. Yeah. Captured by some Mr. backwoods Frank, hill, yeah, <laughs> some strip strip mall hillbilly, some what is it, Tiger King ass bullshit. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so there's some bad writing in this section though, all, as well. Uh, we're like, yeah, Tobias is like, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't trust humans either. Just look what they did to the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. I, I better read the whole line just because, like, please do. Okay, here we go. Please do. Toby looked proud. The Hork trusted Andalites to save us from the Yerks. The Andalites failed. The Andalites took care of their own. We must do the same. We are grateful to the humans called Animorphs. But do you say we should trust all humans? Well, she had me there. It was way too easy to see a day when the Yerks were defeated and the, these Horkbajur were left on, behind on Earth. What would happen to them? Humans didn't exactly have an unblemished records of tolerance for different races. After all, before this valley had belonged to the Horkbajur, it had probably been inhabited by Native Americans. Like, yes, but also, like... It, <laughs> All of the woods near your house used to belong to the Native Americans. You know that there are still some around, right? Yeah. Like we can we can say hi to Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> like we can just go up and like you know meet one. <laughs> kids meet a Native American, I, and it's like because 
it acknowledges that like it is a past without acknowledging the present mm-hmm. right like it's like yeah. yeah we did some bad shit in the past yeah our problems are over now though that's right yeah, everything's this is a post-racial fine. society now come on get with it which was egregious in the 90s though, yeah. especially right yes. it, is, yeah. it was the like not only do we not see color, we, we we don't acknowledge that anything bad happened to you, and we're all the right. same. Right. Where it's like, no, like there's oppression still, you motherfucker. Like, I, and it's it's with good intentions. Like, I get why, like, I get why, say the author wrote that, mm-hmm. right? Because they're trying to be sympathetic to uh, you know a tragic past. Like, yeah, humans can be assholes. This yeah. is true. There are better examples that do not target out. Like currently existing groups, right, right, and that are currently like, still oppressed as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna like, say <laughs> we're slowly, quietly killing them still. Right, and it's it's like, <sighs> but that it. like, it's hard to get super angry. You can get angry, but not like super angry because like the intention here was to be like, yeah, we fucked up. We so, all like, we do is fuck up. Yeah, which is like, which is true. We do fuck up. But, like, at the same time, it also acknowledges that you didn't learn anything here, right? Mm-hmm. Because you acknowledge that you fucked up, but you're still doing it. You can just say humans are bad. Yeah. Like, we, we, we get it. You don't have to, like, specifically target out, like... Well, and also, if you're having this conversation, right, lay the blame on somebody specific. Yeah. Don't just say... White hu- people. <laughs> like, humans targeted Native yeah. Americans means that, like, yeah. what are Native Americans yeah. then at this point? Because, like, you're not like saying they're deserves- humans. <laughs> like, yeah. It deserves more than just a throwaway line in in the whole entire book. Like have a little. Like if you're going to go into it, if you're going to do it, right. do it if a little bit better topic. than just that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the 90s so, were like so full of good intentions, but just missing by so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a kid who knew that they did something bad, but they don't know why. Yeah. What, they they knew yeah. that it was a bad thing they did, but they don't understand why it was bad. And they don't know how. They just to don't want to be in trouble again. anymore. They don't want to be in trouble. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's the whole like, I mean, as much as we make it a joke, or we make the joke, or the joke has been made, it's the idea of saying you're welcome to freeing the slaves. Did you know that in the early 1800s it was legal for white people to enslave African Americans? Hmm. But then Abraham Lincoln, a white man set them free yeah and david and i believe that it's never too late for us to say to our african-american brothers and sisters you're you're welcome welcome. color that's what that is it it is it's like you should be thanking us right like we acknowledge that we fucked up with the native american situation right you're welcome we had we've shown a lot of growth here. yeah we don't make (laughs) blankets like that anymore get off our backs no it's like, yeah, it's this idea that we should be rewarded for acknowledging no, it. <laughs> we should not be rewarded. I think we should be paying reparations to them. Keeping them on fucking reservations, or that's it, what they get. Yeah, or at least, like, basic financial support, Just right? something, like, anything. Hey, you know what? Like, maybe, we, like, they should get health care first. <laughs> I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> Vaccines like, first. The 100%. country was built on the blood and bodies of... Native Americans, indigenous people, black people, we have taken and taken so much. Yeah, they should get things first. They should. Okay. Reparations. Yeah. Any any plan 100%. to change the future without any form of reparations is not progress enough to me. Okay, but 
Um, they get reparations, but what do I don't get reparations. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I want ice cream too. <laughs> Shut up. You had enough. Shut up. <laughs> I, God, we this, we kind of went. Keep this in. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not enough. We don't do no. enough, and we in Animorphic Time would like to do more. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we would. G- give me money. This no, I don't want. I don't. We don't want money from this. No, give me personally. Give me money. Give Nate money. <laughs> Why'd you agree? Because <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> but I, uh, so to move on with the, the actual plot of the book, uh, uh, Tobias wakes up the next morning. In no, the no, no, a baby Horkbajur has been taken. Right, Beck. Beck. Odalek. Beck. Where's it at? Got two turntables, and a Beck is gone. No. You, you want to join in with any Beck songs there, Jar? I am not familiar enough. I'm not that cool. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a big Beck head, which is, I was torn up when Beck went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, where are you? We miss you, Beck. Uh, he ran through the woods yelling, Beck, Beck. Uh, Turns out he was at the Scientologist church. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I mean, like, Beck is a he Scientologist. was at a strip mall, and I feel like that's where you'd find a lot of Scientologist <laughs> churches. Um... But yeah, no, my favorite song is Satan Gave Me a Taco. That's a good one. Un- underrated. And it made me real sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, everybody's got to learn sometime. Uh, sex-, sex Laws is actually my real favorite song. Okay. It, it, it's a banger. It's the funkiest song you could find. I Yep. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Beckcast. <laughs> all Beck all the time. Uh, Beckers. Brick- we'll talk about Becker, the TV show. <laughs> oh, Beck. God. The Becker no. Boys. Uh, breaking news. Beck has gone missing. Uh, he Searching for him is Dr. John Becker from Joe Becker. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to move on. I can't. I'm down a back hole. <laughs> <laughs> so Tobias uh, has left the meadow after learning the fate Beck. of uh, poor Beck. 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 Uh, he has another hunt attempt and fails uh, because of his... Uh, he's having... Human anxiety in a bird body, and it's just not working out when he needs to hunt a rabbit. Same. Uh, yeah, you're in a bird body? Yeah, look at me. I'm a fat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my turkey neck? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're having wine. So so Tobias uh, ultimately goes back to the Animorphs HQ because mm-hmm. he needs to tell him about poor old Beck. Um, they kind of chew him out a little bit and saying, like, hey, you just kind of flew off that one time. Uh, we're not going to ask, but, you know... Uh, is everything okay, little buddy? <laughs> yeah. So they do their little debrief, and they decide, okay, some of us are going to go save Beck. Rachel, Tobias, you go track Tobias's cousin. Smart move. They split up. They split up. For once, they're like, doing smart shit. This is the first time they've actually done, like, listen, we don't all need to be doing one thing, right? Right. So they go and stalk uh, this poor Arya woman. Yeah. Um, and how do they do that? They just fly around the Hyatt. <laughs> they look through the window. Yeah, they're just like peeping in the Hyatt. In fact, like uh, Tobias oh, mentions, oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, she Tobias keeps getting is... undressed. He's a sweetie pie. <laughs> he's like, I don't is like a looking. Good hawk boy. Yeah, he's like, I don't like peeping at anyone. It's like, whoa, they actually put that in there. Excellent, Tyler. You as a fourteen, thirteen-year-old boy, uh, I would one hundred percent be peeping. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I gotta I know that about saying, myself. While I'd at be the peeping. same time acknowledging that you are in fact not peeping, you're like, I'm not peeping, staring right at. The yeah. Thing. Get right in <laughs> not there. Me. Not yeah, me. Yeah, but but then again, also cousin. So like you know, like uh, that's probably also mm. a thing. Oh yeah, definitely would not have looked at my cousin naked. They're all ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
More importantly. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> on multiple levels, like, you know, but like also, uh, they never mentioned if Arya was an uggo. That, that's the thing. <laughs> never said that. What if she was an uggo? How come I imagined her so cute, though? Yeah, well, like, it's what, a cute name. There's no description. So, like, okay, okay, let's get into it. Like, what did you think Arya looked like? Um, um, you know, like, I, w- honestly, if I think of somebody who goes on safari, I think, like, ponytail, pith hat, shorts, and, like, You pictured Van Pelt from Jumanji. With a ponytail. With a ponytail. How come I imagined her with a Karen-style bob? Like, like, why did I imagine the Karen-style bob with her, like? Oh, that was, yeah, that much. would suck. <laughs> I uh, I pictured Fran Drescher. Oh, my God, Mr. Sheffield. I didn't expect you to come home and catch me. Don't you hate when that happens? Somebody goes on safari, like yeah. as a photographer? Yeah. I'm going to take yeah. these pictures, Mr. <laughs> Sheffield. What's with you and Fran Drescher, Rayleigh? What, I love her. What happened? I love her. What's happened? There's something what about the annoying... What was the movie she was in? Uh, Beautician and the Beast. That's it. That's it. I watched that. Kind of, I watched that last year. Go. It was good. It holds up. It holds up. It was from the nineties. Watch it. Watch it. I couldn't think of a fact on demand, but you asked me what is the Fran Drescher movie, and I know the next part. As much like fun that, as we've had just like now. That. I read this next bit as something very serious and kind of awful. So what happens is Arya jumps in a cab. And they realize their bird morphs, Rachel's and Tobias, will not be fast enough to follow this taxi cab. So Tobias is like, oh, look, there's a cop car following. Let's just ride on that. So he dive bombs onto the top of the cop car, latches on, and starts riding on the cop car. Rachel does the same thing. Now, throughout all these fucking books, they've said, we can't be too close together in case there's a bird watcher. We can't do anything that a bird wouldn't do in case there's a controller. We can't do all these things because it would be suspicious. And then Tobias is saying, let's ride on a car. Ride on a car with me. (laughs) But no one will say anything because it's a cop. And nobody wants to draw attention to cops. Yeah, and people are looking at them. It's true. And people are looking at them. But so the start of this chapter, Tobias is thinking, Rachel saw me eat that raccoon. She's going to bring it up. I feel ashamed. I don't want to talk about anything going on in my life because Rachel does try to bring up some stuff that's going on. But Tobias is like, check this out. Wahoo, fun car ride. Then they realize Arya's cab darts off another street. The cop starts going another way. Tobias says, fuck it. Let's ride on a helicopter. And Rachel at this point uh, takes pause. Like, uh, that's dangerous, (laughs) Tobias. Yeah, 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 that's that's a thing. But she's like, okay, yeah, this is dangerous, but I guess why the fuck not? And Tobias is like, woo, whirly bird, motherfucker. Flies, catches onto the whirly bird. But a helicopter, flip. Tyler. He, somebody it's a said, whirly bird. He said to himself, he said to himself, do a flip, and he fucking did. Like, he did a he fucking, does. like, aerial flip and then grabbed onto it with his talons. The motherfucker. He did. Absolute Which, badass. This is, like, one, one of the coolest things he's ever done. Two. Yeah. Ever. A way to try and impress his girlfriend. And three, a horrible, awful, manic episode of disassociation where he completely forgets who he is, what he's doing and why. He leans into his risk-taking behavior to not focus on his emotions. And he does that with someone he knows is going to indulge risk-taking. So I am going to put forward my theory that the Rachel Tobias relationship is toxically codependent. 
I, I disagree. I think that Tobias has not been feeling himself lately as a bird. Like, you know, the, this whole lead up has been him failing to hunt. Mm-hmm. And part of that is due to his human anxiety. Part of that is due to his human, like, thoughts and feelings interrupting his natural bird brain because he thinks he might have a foot in, in, human, in the human world again with Arya. And he needs to feel him, his birddom again. And he's starting to feel that with Rachel. And, like, he's like, yeah, I'll impress Rachel. But, like, I don't see it as much as, like, this manic break as much as a I am feeling myself again. I'm feeling good again. Let's do a fucking flip. I Let's show off because I'm feeling like a proud, strong bird. I, I don't. I, I cannot see it like that. I see someone yeah. who's pushing down how he feels. And trying to hide how he feels to the point of saying, no, no, everything's fine. Look, I can do a flip. And knowing what we know about Rachel, her being a thrill seeker, like danger badass, wants to cause trouble, she's going to go along with it. And he fucking knows that. Playing on her propensity towards action and violence is manipulative and, in the end, hurtful to himself and her because he's just suppressing how he feels instead of being a fucking adult about it i don't know i just think they're having fun like even the way they i mean it's a kid's book it can be both yeah i mean but like it doesn't seem like a cry to help for me it seems like you know what are you talking about they're in the middle of a secret war where they have to pretend to be not aliens they're being birds who look like aliens but you can have fun in a war in fact marco is even saying like we haven't had a break in ages like, shoot. Yeah, we haven't traveled back in time in a while. Well, I mean, like, think about it. Even, like, in trench warfare, like, they would just take a break and play soccer. <laughs> like, you know, this is one of those moments of just, like, I need some stress relief. I want to do some kick-ass stunts and then grab onto this helicopter in front of my, my badass girlfriend. And she's going to laugh at me and say, like, listen, we're already here. This was useless. And th- and they're both laughing. And it's I think I'm taking this on face value because like there's you know there's not much i was about to say there's not much going on here there is stuff going on with tobias i'm not going to deny that tobias is not going through some deep emotions right now Mm -hmm. because of the stuff mentioned about him having that hope again and him not having to deal with that again i think this is just an escape i think that he 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 needs to escape and he didn't get it when he went into the woods and this is just kind of this moment where you get this like you know, fuck off and be be having fun as a bird. Well, I think you're wrong, and I think you're stupid, and I don't want to do this podcast anymore with you. Go drink that wine, and uh, <laughs> let me just hit stop and uh, end the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening to to, yeah, to yeah. Tw- uh, 28 episodes. Have a good life. Don't ever talk to us again. Bye. What no, if, like, what if we did? <laughs> <laughs> right, just done. We're done now. So I I don't have bipolar myself, but I do have relatives that have had it, and um, he older relatives that actually passed away and mm. and um from what i do know of it it does kind of feel like there's like i don't know the time period in between it um but from the outside looking in as far as like being an outsider who doesn't have it looking at somebody who does it does feel like this very fast shift of like yes the world is great the world is wonderful blah 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 and then like suddenly everything is awful, everything is bad, I'm I'm inclusive, I'm hiding within myself, I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to be around anybody, but then mm-hmm. suddenly like, haha, I want to do this, I want to do this now, I'm going to do this now, I'm going to, I'm going to be your best friend and, and talk to you all the time now, and then like three months go by, and then like, right. nothing's changed, and you're just like, it's, from my perspective, I, it's like a little bit 
like I don't want to use any kind of like uh, ableist language, but just it feels very disruptive. I'll say like I I get hope, I get hopeful, and then like when the thing isn't promised, um, that like oh I'll change. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk all the time. It's gonna be so different. And then blah blah blah. Even if it's like this fun, happy, high kind of thing, um, it ends up kind of being sort of sad at the end because ultimately nothing changes it's the same old routine it was like a moment of fun but then it's just like gone and that's what this this really hit home for me in that regard because it actually happened to me recently yeah i i read this book and tobias's part in it as extremely bipolar and him cycling from episodes of hypermania like this to the one before where he's just too depressed to even talk to his friends or later when he's so depressed he just falls over like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and inside like, of you there are two wolves. Well, and like the thing is if you said like <laughs> Tobias is manic depressive, I would agree. But also like I, I think that manic depressives can have opportunities for fun that aren't manic Oh, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and so like yeah. I, it's I mean, it's probably a pretty deep and generous reading of a kid's book, but as yeah. someone who's dealt with it a lot in his personal life and work life, it's like, oh, I see. I see. I see what you're doing here. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Frank? Michael Mates, the ghost And that's writer. a good point, too. Maybe the people <clears throat> who are ghostwriting actually have firsthand or secondhand experience with this. Maybe. So I, don't, maybe. I don't know. It's something that I've thought about rereading these books, like how healthy are these relationships, how healthy are these characters. And this is a very unhealthy relationship and character to me now. But that doesn't make them any less compelling or good in fact i think it makes it better there's a worse relationship yeah. in this book you know what it is yeah frank and dak <laughs> that's a very unhealthy relationship frank, frank what, and beck what, you mean yeah frank and dex Sorry, frank and dex. Uh, beck beck damn it you love the man <laughs> it's called frank safari land and putt putt golf <laughs> would you go to this i would Frank's Safari Land and Putt-Putt Golf. Yep. Uh, honestly, some Putt-Putt Golf right now sounds real good. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I love miniature golf. I love miniature golf. Would, here's the thing. I say I would go to this. We both know we wouldn't go to this. You know why? What? We, why not? Because when you and I were in Thailand, the most unethical place in the planet, we looked up for the ethical elephant sanctuaries. We didn't go to like... The tiger sanctuary where it was unethical, where they're all drugged. Do you care to like rephrase Thailand as the most unethical place on the planet? You no. Wanna, do you want to say that differently? No. I said that was the that's the joke. <laughs> Look, they're awful, terrible people. For tourists, <laughs> we're talking from a tourist perspective. Yeah. No, not no, definitely, it's not broadly. the most unethical place on earth. That's obviously America. But my point was, Nate. We are, we have a track record of strong personal ethics. I just like finding and watching a sad tiger is not my idea of a good time. No, how could we have done that? I would, I would just look at all these animals and like this could have been an awesome laser tag area, but instead they filled it with sad animals. Yeah, don't keep right. sad animals for money, fucking Joe Exotic, Tiger King motherfucker. Yeah, don't, don't keep them. We're not pro Joe Exotic as it turns out. What's yeah? Oh not, man, he did a bunch of meth and was interesting. That's all that was. Yeah, it really was. It's like the first episode, everyone's going nuts for it. It's like, that's meth. They're doing meth. Those are the and same- then the later episodes, like, well, I guess I married him because he had the best meth. It's like, I told you, it's meth. It's um, but like, yeah, so so Frank's Safari Land and Putt-Putt Golf is a place of... Uh, animal ba- torture. A- animal torture and Putt-Putt Golf. Uh, yeah, a bad local <laughs> bullshit fun time zone. 
Yeah, I would have heard about it being destroyed in the news after I've gone, and I'm like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope the animals are safe. Yeah. I hope the animals made it out. Everyone else, I don't care. I hope they ate Frank and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that you should be able to eat your your captors. This this Frank <laughs> this Frank is a dealing Dan ass motherfucker and I hate him. Right. Eat the rich, eat your captors. Same yep. same energy. Uh, so Ar- Arya is there. Um, why is Arya there? Because she wants to take a picture of this new scary monster. There's a new scary monster. Here, I'm going to quote this, and monster. I apologize, by the way. I'm about, yeah. to s- I'm about to say something that is not we're, great. We're about to quote from the book, and it's a slur. We don't like this word, but it is. We're just going to. Nate's going to read it. The sign said, all new, deadly midget freak, the living razor. <laughs> that like hearing that like reading it made me cringe hearing it made me cringe yeah. <sighs> i mean like it's weird that number 23 the pretender is the one we're having the talks about race uh <laughs> well race yeah. and like, i just wanted to talk about the tv show the pretender <laughs> I, well race and uh you know like labeling the other uh like because yeah and also i, th- I think the thing that really like you know twist the knife is that it's Paired with deadly midget freak. Yeah, yeah, like for that, sure. that doesn't feel good to no, say. And uh, it's like, yeah, I'm sure that there's the, some nice poison behind the word freak uh, there. So maybe don't use that word. Long, long yeah. story short, is that we're not supposed to like Frank uh, and his. And we don't. He's and a his tortured Dan no. Hawkins motherfucker. No. Yeah, and, and that was has... Frank's idea to call that that horse majeure that. That was yeah, Frank's yeah. idea. All Frank. yeah, fuck Frank. So and it's fuck him. Uh, so, so, anyways, uh, he, yeah, Arya's like, I want to take pictures of this new animal. This you could call this an alien, you know. You can make more money. It's like, yeah, I could call this an alien. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Let's make some money. Hell yeah! And so Arya is like, all right, I'm out of here, and she gets in a limo. Yeah, she's a badass. How can Arya afford a limo? She's just a, a nature photographer. Well, that was I mean, the look. point in the original run when I was originally reading it. I'm like, limo? Where have I seen a limo a whole bunch of before? Right. Hmm. Uh-huh. Nate, do you want to okay. tell them your experience with this uh, limo? Uh, I'll, but, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. Nate and I were talking about this, and I said, at what point did you know this was Visser 3? And he's like, oh, not till the end when it was revealed. I hate when these kids' books fool me because I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, here's the thing. I, I, I didn't know it was Visser 3 specifically. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that this person was suspicious and up A to controller. no good. Hmm. Uh, was to some yerk. <laughs> Did not know it was Visser 3. I love it. The limo the sh- was that should have should have told me. Yeah. 94 double six, baby. I got bread. That's it. That's uh, it. But you know what? Like, also, uh, Frank is not having a great time here because um, he goes out to smoke a cigarette, and uh, all of a sudden, a bird steals his toupee. <laughs> so, uh, hey, here's the thing, uh, men out there, just let just go bald. Uh, I, I'm I, trying. I mean, I'm not trying. I'm just doing it. As as someone who who bought Rogaine and used it for a week and realized, like, nah, this isn't worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will just say, just just go bald. It's fine. It's fine. I did not ask to lose my hair. And for a long period of time, I thought that I would have no choice. And with Hair Club, I do have that choice. And now we're about to pivot into the relationship corner because, um, well, I mean, they they need to come up with a plan to deal with uh, Mr. Frank Mm -hmm. and his uh, zoo and Papa Golf. Papa Golf, by the way, is a ridiculous name for a great business. (laughs) 
Call it miniature golf. Give it some respect. Yeah, put some respect on that name. That's right. Th- that's us, Animorphin Time, the <laughs> miniature <laughs> golf defenders. Wow, two white guys defending golf. Can you believe it? Um, they go back to Animorphs HQ. That's when Tobias talks about they make their plan. They're like, okay, Rachel's going to bust the place up. Tobias is going to save the baby. The rest of us will be waiting. Oh, let's do homework. <laughs> so Yeah, but like, I mean, good point. And the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, I kind of want to know, like, how their school life is going. It's probably not going great. Yeah, and Tobias even okay. says, like, sometimes he'll help Rachel with her math homework or on good, boring days, he'll just fly to the beach and read over people's shoulders. He's like, oh, I read some Stephen King. I read some John Grisham. I even read Nora Roberts, which, bad. Um, so they they have this plan to raid Frank's putt-putt golf course yep. and Sad Zoo. And um, it's a pretty straightforward plan. It's just turn off the lights. Smash. And, take baby. And unre- unleash Rachel on the, yeah. <laughs> on, on the building. Uh-huh. Just, let her, just let her go. <laughs> just let her go in there. It's like. Let her do what she does. Rachel is like unleashing Fran Drescher on a prepubescent Tyler. Destroyed everything. Yep. Uh, if, well, here, let me read the sentence, but replace Rachel with Fran Drescher. Here okay. We go. okay. <laughs> Fran Drescher laughed her slightly insane, ready-to-fight laugh. Yeah, I might. Fran Drescher Do began... The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. Fran Drescher began to morph an elephant. Now, earlier, when I said it was kind of cool watching Fran Drescher going into an eagle... It's not the same watching Fran Drescher turn into an elephant. There's nothing even slightly attractive about it. Uh, yeah, no. So I think having Fran Drescher just be Rachel is probably a good move. Uh, yeah, no, Rachel is an elephant. And then the famous, the famous line after uh, with, with, well, we're a nice looking couple, Rachel said. Let's go to the dance. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield, let's go to the dance. Let's go. That'll be so nice. I got so hot. My head hot. Oh, I got to be better. Fran Drescher lumped and bumped and glopped her way from being a normal-sized girl to being a shapeless man. Fran Drescher's legs became pillars. So did Fran Drescher's arms. Fran, Dr- <laughs> Fran Drescher's elephant feet sank into the damp soil. Fran, Fran Drescher was grinning at me with her white teeth. <laughs> That's it. I can't. I can't. Ra- Ra- Rachel turns into an elephant. She wrecks up shit. And I actually cry. And, uh, and Tobias turns off all the lights so nobody can see that there's an elephant wrecking, wrecking the place. Uh, <sighs> Tobias uh, goes and finds Dak Hemi as... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, finds Beck... Uh, Beck Hemi? Beck, just Beck. Just Beck. Beck Hemi. Hemi. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as a hork Tobias, because he be- he can turn into a hork because he acquired them a couple of books ago. That's a tear. He, he actually acquired Beck's dad, right? Yeah. Like, um, is, Tobias is acquired Beck- the mom. Yeah, jam. Mom, Hemi? okay. Yeah, Kehelpak. Kehelpak. 
So uh, Tobias Tobi- uh, Tobi- turned to Cat Hellpack and said, Hey, Beck, it's me, Cat Hellpack. Uh, time to go. Uh, I'm freeing you. Um, but things do not go their way. So what happens? Tobias bones out with Beck in his arms. Mm-hmm. They burst through the... Jake's like, run, you dumb motherfucker, because Jake's actually stepping up, being a leader, because when other people write Jake, he makes decisions and commands the groups. That's a good point. And Tobias is like, I don't know. I shouldn't go. And he's like, go, you dumb fuck. And he bursts through the door. Because and, they're fighting because like, there's yeah, a bunch of, bunch of hork There's controllers there. They've got guns. There's not hork Hmm. There's just controllers. Oh, my. Okay. And so they're fighting. Human like, controllers. Yeah, human controllers. And cat... Uh, Tobias cuts off the dude's fingers. Hell yeah. Uh, Cassie bites a guy. Great. It's, things are going wild. There's blood. It's like... Right, but... Wouldn't you know it? There's another Andalite standing right there. Oh, shit. A bigger, stronger, battle-worn Andalite. And he's like, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, and he's like, Visser 3. Literally, the, I know this Andalite pretty well at yep. this point. The evil emanating off of him. I could feel it. That's our boy, our king, our badass, bitchy motherfucker, Visser Three, And he immediately starts morphing into a kafted. A ca- oh, a kafted. Yeah. Cool. Which I thought was I a kafted bird is. at first, which was right. that small alien bird from the Andalite homeworld, which I'm like, yeah. that's not intimidating. Yeah, You're just like this nice that. rainbow-colored parrot. That right. seems cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Why are you doing this, bud? Doesn't make <laughs> any sense. It's a seahorse-headed, tubule-nosed. Uh, he's got wings on his head with, like, spider legs, green dragon-looking thing. And he's like, motherfuckers, you're my slaves now. Because <laughs> he doesn't realize that, you know, they're Andalite bandits and whatnot. Yeah, he just thinks that this wait, wait, is a normal raid from the hork Isn't this the part, though, that he actually recognized Tobias's morphs he did. He's very like, specifically? Yeah, he's so like, I have something to say me. about that. Uh-oh. So of all things that that Visser Three is, all the things that are negative, I feel like it's very good that he notices a specific Hork Bajor and knows exactly who. Th- Isn't that nice? Like that is, our boy's got like object Visser permanence. Th- <laughs> object permanence, and he's not racist against Hork Bajor. Good job, bud. Like, and I mean, this Hork- <laughs> I would say he's meticulous. Yeah, this Hork Bajor did slight him. I would say. Mm-hmm. So like that, this that one in particular, the one that yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Well, it's time to be a slave," and Tobias has the presence of mind to say, "Yes, me slave," and lay down in the mud. Mister Three's like, "Ha ha ha! Fuck yeah! I knew you were a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, dumb pussy!" Ha ha ha! He strolls past him, and Tobias is like, "Fuck you!" and cuts off three of his legs, <laughs> just slices his legs right off. <laughs> Slash and slurp, baby. Yes, down on face, I said. <laughs> Trying my best to sound like a hork I knelt down and stretched out, and that's when Visser 3 got over-anxious. He started to rush past me, desperate to reach the others. He stepped a little too close, and suddenly, instead of eight legs, he had five. One fast, powerful swipe from my arm. Blade, blade, blade! Blade 3. I was Some like motherfuckers that. always trying to ice skate up hill. 
<laughs> I was like the new three blade razor. I was like that new three blade razor. Wait, that's in yours? Yeah. He. What? Yeah. yeah. It's in mine. You know, too. like the Schick three razor. <laughs> what chapter is this? This is not in mine. The first triple blade shaving system. Three blades, specially positioned to shave progressively closer. You take one stroke, it takes three. Uh, chapter nineteen. So in mine. talking about this. Mine, it says chapter, and then I think because the chapter was a text, like a, a, a weird kind yeah. of like GIF image, um, I don't have chapter, so I saw oh, the exact God. part you're talking about. It's but, in there. Yeah. It's, in, it's in the book? It was, I, I was, was like, like that, that new three-blade three razor. I was like that fancy gizmo. <laughs> that so, Fucking hell, see, Michael Mates. This takes it back to the commercials that were so prevalent in the 90s. Clearly. Man, Animorphs loves brands. You guys, they love brands. <laughs> so good. Diet Coke. Let's name all the brands from this book. Diet Coke. Applebee's. Razor. Applebee's. God, so much. Nora Roberts. <laughs> Nora Roberts. <laughs> Mr. Chef. Yeah, the nanny. I was like the new three-bladed razor is one of those things that you write when you don't care about what you're writing. <laughs> Like you know, it's that's just like, a simile that gave up halfway through being a simile. Yeah, it's just like if I were to write that, it's like, and then he spat at me, and it was like I was eating a Tide Pod. It's just, you know, <laughs> like one of those things. It's just like nobody's gonna know what that means ten years from now, and if they do, they'll be sad. <laughs> and this made me sad. Fuck you, part Michael did not Mates. Age well. This did not age well. That, the pretender is Michael Mates. He's pretend writing these books. However, might I add, though, it was cool that he chopped off a couple legs. It is very cool. And Visitor 3 drops cool. down and like spits a glob of acid right at Beck. Yep. Tobias flips around, takes a glob of acid in the back. And he just falls right into the shit and piss zone. He's like, ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Give me the shit and piss corner. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he falls over and then he kind of like. He jumps into a pool. He jumps into a pool and then loses his grip on Beck, mm -hmm. right? Because he's he's now Beck's protector. Beck is just a scared little baby. Yep, and, like you. And, yeah, like and like me, Tyler. I'm gone, <laughs> right? Like I'm I'm out of the picture, and you, Tobias. <laughs> I'm a big malformed acid covered pained ass. Right, but you're like but like Tobias is just like, wait, okay, no, Beck's gone, Beck's gone, oh shit, Beck's gone. This is my fault. Right. He immediately takes all the blame for the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh so so yeah, Tobias is understandably bummed out right. about losing the person he was he swore to protect. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he, he promised to Toby that he was gonna protect right. Beck. So um so then he goes back to his meadow. Tobias goes to yell at the <laughs> the hawk. Right. Yeah, so so Tobias like flies back to his meadow and he just like deflects all of his like guilt yeah. and shame on this poor like hawk that is just like I'm hungry. Yeah. This meadow seems nice. Those are my rabbits, you jerk. Get out of here. I know I don't eat them, but they're still mine. I know I'm only able to hunt and kill like a hawk should, but you had to rub my nose in it, my beak. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Yeah, but like at this point, he's just and yelling at the a hawk cloud. Thinking? The hawk thinking is like nothing. literally like, right, and it's got like these thoughts directly into its brain that it didn't <laughs> choose to like one. Yeah, he probably like doesn't even probably doesn't understand brain. it. Have like, you ever yelled at a bird? <laughs> like, you know, they, they don't care. Man yells at clouds. Man yeah. yells at birds. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I have the, yelled at birds. The virgin Tobias versus the Chad actual hawk. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've yelled at many a goose, and they just they just honk at you. Like, they don't, they don't care. But, so, uh, so let's go ahead and stalk our, our cousin. Yeah, Axe says, let's go follow Arya. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. 
So they go and they follow her and she's having a normal day about town. But she has to poop a lot. She goes back home every couple hours to poop. I was like, oh, yeah, she poops a lot, I guess. That's weird. And a child gets, like, falls in front of a bus. Right. A child chases a ball into traffic. As uh, you do in the 90s. That's right. I love doing it yeah. as a child. Very typical. Very typical scenario. And Aria, the cousin, rushes to save the child. Pushes the kid out of the way. Saves the kid's life. Well, controllers hate children. They would never do that. Yeah, Axe is like, well, a a controller would never do that. This bitch rules. She's your cousin. She's the real deal. Tobias, hope is guaranteed. Yeah. No bad ending for Tobias. Not here. And Tobias is feeling it. Like, he's like, yes, okay, maybe I think I can trust this Arya person. Tobias was feeling about it, but he was noting also as well that Axe, something in Axe's choice of words bothered me. But I forgot about it in a rush of emotions that followed. I mean, as so you do. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're trying to cling on to any hope, you don't. I mean, you don't Pay key in on the to stuff. reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's all bad. But ultimately, I think he's feeling pretty high on it. Yeah. So it's time to get those low lows. He goes and has a conversation with his potential GF, the BF, Rachel. That's not her name. It's Fran Drescher, and you know it. So this conversation with Fran Drescher is false. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do it. No, this is a deep conversation. There's important things going on here. Are they this officially is, not official? Are they not Facebook official at this point? This is where years it's before a f- Facebook existed. I think this is where it becomes official. This is the book where it's the most explicit. Yeah, and it's like ham-fisted <laughs> and weird. I kind of wanted like a moment, right? But like yeah. this is their moment. It's just like having a fight where they admit that they have feelings for each other because they're fighting, uh, which yeah. is why the fight corner is adjacent to the relationship corner, mm-hmm. right? Because Absolutely. Like, ultimately, like, so Tobias flies to their window, mm-hmm. and Tobias is like, hey, this thing with my cousin Arya might be real, but, you know, I, I don't know if I want to turn human, right? Or, like, how is that even going to work? And Rachel's just like, turn human. Just just be a human. It's yeah. fine. Like, we, we got the rest of this ourselves. You can just have a good life. Yeah. I care about you. I don't want to worry about you dying. I know things are going wrong. And you just hold it in. You'd rather starve than ask for help. That's a direct line from Rachel. Yeah, but like none of this is direct, though, right? Because like the thing is, is uh, Tobias is like, I don't need anyone to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And Rachel like immediately calls it out as bullshit. And he's like, Tobias, you are playing dumb, right? Yeah, you're a human. You have emotions. You have feelings. You have hunger. By the yeah. way, you yeah. look like a skeleton. You're yeah. a flying skeleton. I mean, I saw you. Never mind. <laughs> oh shit! You yeah. saw me. What? Eat that roadkill? What, bitch? Say it again. I saw you eat out of the trash. <laughs> right. I saw you eat I don't out care of the trash. That you Tobias. eat that roadkill. I don't care. Like, Stop being an idiot. I care about you, and I see what you're doing. That all these, all these things you're doing wrong for you, but you're off in your own little hawk world, and no one's allowed to help you. You'd rather starve than ask for help. You you can't even admit that your your life might suck because then then you'd feel weak. I'm a hawk. I snapped. A bird of prey. When we're weak, we die, and that's how the that's the law for us. 
I'm not a human being, not anymore. No one helps a hawk. A hawk lives by his eyes and his wings and his talons. Oh, you're a hawk? Rachel sneered. You talk, you, you talk, Tobias, you read. You have emotions. Those are human things, not hawk things. I know, I know. Don't you think I don't know? That's why I go hungry, because I'm not hawk enough. That's why I let Becky get away, because I was a human, I, because I was human enough to care more about my pain and fear than care about doing what I had to do. God that's damn it. This is stupid. It doesn't even make sense. You know what? You have a choice, Tobias. You can be a hawk, but you will never ever in a million years be a pure, true hawk. No! If you want to, if you want to stay a hawk, you'll be like you are now, confused, com conflicted, torn up inside, never knowing exactly what you are. Or you can be human again, all human. You can live with Aria women and, and eat at the table and sleep in a bed. And never fly again? Never fly again, never see with a hawk's eyes. Never morph again. You know that you guys will always be nice to me, but you I'd lose all of you. I'd lose being an animorph. For a long while, neither of us spoke. Then Rachel, in a whisper, said, What am I supposed to do, Tobias? I'm a girl. You're a bird. This is way past Romeo and Juliet, Montague's and Capulets. This isn't Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio coming from a different social group or whatever. It's not like you're black and I'm white like Cassie and Jake. No one but a moron cares about that. Are we... We can't hold hands, Tobias. We can't dance. We can't go to a movie together. Whoa, well, hold on. I did not bring race into this. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> It's a different thing. <laughs> what? She's okay well, dating a bird, word. but she won't date a black guy. <laughs> oh, God. Ra Rachel, hold on. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, th yeah, they're, they're having, like, a, a couple fight, which, and the thing is, like, yeah, they're, they're talking about, like, going out on dates and shit, but, like, they haven't actually had, like, strong romantic connections yet, and I feel like they jumped the gun a little bit. Like, you want to have that build-up where, like, Rachel's in trouble and Tobias says, like, kisses her for luck or something. Or says, like, I care about you, goddammit, don't you die on me. Like, or, or like, it, I wanted to see more of those like, kind of, like, relationship-building I mean, he went moments. to her thing once, her, her, uh... Oh, yeah, no, he did that whole player move. He was, like, showing, <laughs> showing up. as like, student. what's up? <laughs> but I that mean, was it. That's all we saw. This, I mean, this is how teenagers fight. They talk in big, yeah. emotional, grandiose bullshits. Yeah. That's what this is. This is a teen fight. Right. Uh, yeah, this is this is totally a teenager relationship. And, yep. like, at that point, I will say, like, well-written uh, Ghost Rider, right? Because, like, it does kind of feel accurate. Right? Yeah. It feels like the stakes are – well, the thing is, the stakes are very high. <laughs> right. Right. And, and Rachel's like, look, whatever happens, whatever you choose – Tomorrow's your birthday, and that won't change anything. Come by. We'll have a little cake. We'll have a candle. Yeah. She cares. She cares. Yeah, yeah Rachel is showing some good understanding here. Like, she's very mature right now. And she, and she knew enough to realize that he wasn't actually 100% sure of his birthday to actually ask, then ask Marco to mm -hmm. go 
and actually like hack into the school records, which is in the nineties, I imagine a little bit of a feat for what a seventh grader at this point to, right. to I do. Mean, even honestly, hacking help. into it is probably like turning on the computer and going to the, the Excel folder. Probably that says sneaking into the computer rooms right. onto the, to the, yeah, to the uh, teacher's computer and just logging in. Right. Um, but like, you know, like it's, it's one of those things too, where I think that, Cassie in these conversations would play along not to hurt Tobias's feelings. And Rachel and Tobias make a good couple in the sense that Rachel calls out bullshit mm-hmm. immediately. And yeah. Tobias is yeah. covered in bullshit. He's full of <laughs> he, he, his eyes and are brown please. because he's full of bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, Tobias kind of needs that kind of like. You know, you're not fooling anybody. Just be honest with me conversation sometimes. Well, I mean, yeah, when all you've been is abused and like beaten down and awful, sometimes what you respond best to is someone saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but like, would like, it's not healthy. It's not good. There are better ways, but this works. Sometimes you need to snap out of it. Yeah. Sometimes you need to slap across the face like this. Wake up. This hurts me. Then it hurts you. (laughs) You're being hysterical (laughs) to buy a slap, slap, slap. Um, and so Tobias flies away and he says, you know what? I think I will be human. I think, I think, I think I just need to be human. If Arya says what she, or if Arya is what I've seen her to be, if she can give me a home, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll do it. I'll do this last battle. They're counting on me to help. I'll get them through this. Then I will be human. Believe in hope. Yeah. So I wrote the notes for this chapter. Bird or boy. Eat that dead cat. <laughs> yeah. Tobias, like any normal person, has a dead cat for birthday cake. Because he, like, he, he, he so fucked up again. He can't hunt. Yeah. He's like one last yeah. time picking the dead animal flesh from the pavement. One last humiliation. One last battle. And I would be done forever. It was my birthday after all. A good day to be reborn. I found the cat. I ate as much of it as I could hold. Would it be sadder if there were little birthday candles in the cat? Or would it be better? <laughs> better. Because all I thought it was a cat with Only better candles. if Rachel put them there. If they were just there without context, oh, that'd be so it sweet. would be worse. Like, but if, I, Rach- I if be Rachel touched. put them there, it'd be cute. It'd be cute. So so uh, what happens next? Uh, he flies to the hork hometown. They put together the plan. They said, we're just going to treat this like any normal raid. Yeah. We're going to send the same amount of hork Animorphs, you, Yeah. Animorphs, you... Go on as bugs, and the plan is to get captured. Great. Uh, the old Trojan Horkbajer. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and it works. They, they got captured. and They get they, captured immediately. <laughs> captured immediately. Get put that, in a cage, and they're just like, easily. cool. Yeah. Uh, we're glad to be here in this cage. And they're like, okay, form a circle. One of us has to morph, and Tobias is like, it's me. I'm obviously the smallest. They can hide me the easiest. But first they fuck up the circle. Yeah. <laughs> or they're... you're too stupid and too obvious, and Tobias <laughs> is like, no, you gotta got to look natural. And like, oh, yes, natural. <laughs> and so they make like an obvious circle to hide something. And <laughs> before we go on with the plot, before all that, there's one beautiful moment between Tobias and a hork when the hork is like, you, we fight. Tobias is like, huh? And the hork points to his eyebrow, and he's got this big old scar above his eyes. Like, Aww. before, we fight. You, me, we fight. And Tobias is like, my oh, my eye, God. I'm you s- took it. Yeah, you took my eyes. Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I love doing that. I, I didn't I... mean to do that. And the hork like, no, it's fine. Was well, not free. Free now. We friends. <laughs> like, the eye was not free? I mean, none of it was free. <laughs> like, the hork was not free. It and was they, a free eye, though. And they also, that was the chapter where Toby says, 
okay, this is basically the Yerk compound is a giant space laser for shooting down Andalite ships. Um, we have to free Hork Majeur because we need to be free and strong. We need to care for ourselves. Yeah, they, they need to build a tribe for themselves because otherwise they'll be put in the Hork Majeur zoo that the humans will definitely build. Yeah, and that's when the second uh, problematic thing happens. And the... <laughs> Tobias apologizes. I did that? I'm sorry. No, sorry. Foul to gut, not free. He tapped his head with one long claw. Foul to gut, have yerk. Now free. Good. hork and human's friends, Toby say. It was a long speech for a hork Foul to gut seemed worn out by it. I wondered about the image of a hork and humans living side by side. The yerks were defeated. Humans didn't have a great record of getting along with people different from themselves. Humans killed one another over skin color, or eye shape, or because they prayed differently to the same god. Hard to imagine humans welcoming seven-foot-tall goblins into the local Boy Scout troop when they couldn't even manage to tolerate some gay kid. Get pushed, oh. pushed back. Man, like, this brings me to, like, a time and a place where that was the big controversy is what if a gay kid yeah. was in the Boy Scouts? Yeah. Like, that, that, was, that was a conversation that collectively we all had. That went on way too long. But what if, what yeah. if the kid's gay? What if he's gay and he turns the other kids gay? Ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the, the problem I have here is just like, is this the part where we're going to have the, the gay conversation? Like, it, the thing is, it's like, the these, only part it ever comes up in the whole right? series. As well. It's like, like, these are loaded topics and you don't just like dump them on because no. you want to make a point in your story. It's, it's like it's a literal crutch. Right. Yeah, it's the, like the, and the parallel they're drawing is that gay people are seven foot tall goblin freaks. Yeah. Which honestly, if they were, fuck, yeah. I mean, we all, oh, listen, yeah. again, DM the Anamorphine yeah, Time. <laughs> DM the Anamorphine Time Twitter handle yeah, for if, the... Uh, at, uh, DM me if you look like this. Um, but, like, it, it's one of those things is, like, if you're using somebody's actual pained experience as a literal device, and it just, it, yes, it works. I get what you're trying to say, but it's also, like, you're using somebody, right. and I hate it when you use people. You know, it, it's, it, it sucks. Don't do that. People have two uses. What's that? Fucking and sucking. <laughs> Which corner is that? Yep, all of them. I mean, I, that's in the, the center. That's in the center. The right? middle, yeah. yeah it's it's the middle. right in that center zone. Oh, this is turning into one of those episodes. Special episode. Very special episode. <laughs> A very special episode of Animorphic Time. Yeah. Well, I'm gay. Slap, slap, slap. Ah, my bottom. Ah. Listen, fall tag gut. Uh, I don't think we should be talking about this right now. We have shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> Foul to gut gay. <laughs> Foul to cut. Listen, I mean, like, it's cool, but like, we're at a war. Maybe, yeah. like, you know, save it. Uh, that's foul to gut. I, it's just that part and the other part really hurt. Yeah, I mean, like, again, it's it just, like, like one of those things. Dropped, it, it was like a bomb in the middle of already a giant bomb. So it's like yep. the the point of it really kind of got lost and wrapped up. I mean, it it. I remember reading that as a kid, and I was just like, oh, wow. Like, they actually said it. And I thought that was a good thing. Like, that was, of course, the 90s thing. Like, oh, you just brought up the topic. That, yeah, good, that was good. the Ellen thing, that's, right? That's enough. So, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, like, and it's just like, Ellen no. Ellen is gay and on TV, you guys. She's gay right, on TV. Right, And, like, that that was Amazing. progressive I mean, as all hell. And, I mean, and, at one point, pure representation did matter, but... This isn't even representation, yeah. though. This is just it's really not acknowledging existence of. Yeah. And I suppose that is progressive yeah. in a way, but like, it's, it feels like you're using it, though. And you're using it. And as obviously, sure, I don't want to give it. The bad thing is. I was oh, going to say, I don't want to give it away for Nate, but there's a very 
obvious queer coded couple later in the series that is a yeah. much better example of uh gayness and queerness it's canon. Yeah. by the way it's canon it's it's just yeah. and it's actually they been get shot out of cannon um, see again yeah. you can't have a healthy gay relationship <laughs> they're just shooting cannons at each other they could only do so loads. much because <laughs> because 90s and scholastic editors that's yeah. that's literally was their was their stop they they had a wall there was a glass ceiling and they were pressed right up against it as much as they could do in a 90s children's book but, so but it's just like they just said i I can't see Horkovich you're integrating with humans because humans are awful to humans. They didn't have to pick the example of some gay kid. So maybe humans were no better. Maybe you couldn't blame a human animal for just being an animal, except my hawk opponent had no choice, no free will. He never heard, blessed are the peacemakers, or I have a dream, or all men are created equal. <laughs> the cringe is coming, you guys. God. God. Ah. Is this all There's, he remembers from school? Is this? Like, I can, I can, this I can do more. Is? Here we go. Every human, oh. Jake, Mar- Rachel, Marco, Cassie, all humans, kind of live on the edge between savage and saint. Ugh. And the thing Ugh. is that sometimes when you get pushed, you just got to push back. And other times you just got to turn the other cheek. No, this is like sometimes you have to do a war. Sometimes you have to do violence. But sometimes you don't. <laughs> so it's like what's sometimes the, I feel like a war. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's not real. Do you ever think of that? Man, can you can you think that maybe like a hundred years from now, someone accidentally listens to part of this? That depresses the fuck out of me. Listen, but maybe they will. This is the first time they'll be exposed to Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. That's where not I, the fr- only has- thing they'll be exposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey. <laughs> Nate came up with a great movie idea before we started recording. It's it? called "What If Hot Dudes Showed Their Penises," <laughs> and I didn't realize I mean, he was, I'm into it. I didn't realize he was talking about Magic Mike or the Full Monty. <laughs> Remember the Full Monty, you guys? Remember Martin Luther King? <laughs> God, I, mean, I hate how much Martin Luther King gets brought up to justify violent acts. And you all say the Founding Fathers never had a breakfast program, so keep keep that in mind. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. They're all rapist, slave owning pieces of shit, and we should burn the Constitution and start something new. And we're for time. And we're for time. Facts. <laughs> all right. Anyway, they get caught. They get caught. They get caught. They're in the cage. Tobias is like, "I'll get us out of here. Don't worry." And he does the coolest shit ever. He d- <laughs> he turns he into does. a bird because obviously, yeah, he has to turn into a bird. And he, he does he like this cute little out. bird he walk. He does the cute bird walk. Which and, which if you if you've ever seen a raptor walk oh, on the beautiful. ground is fucking adorable as it shit. Is. Look up the gifts. It's so cute. It's, it's so cute. It's this flying murder machine that has. Like yes. cute little stilt legs, and it's just like <laughs> waddling about. <laughs> I'm like, you're adorable, and you would peck my eyes out. <laughs> In Love a it. second. And he's like, okay, I know what to do. So he morphs into Ket Hellpack, okay. wanders over to the Horkbajer controller. He's like, hey, they want to see you. And he's like, who? He's like, they. He's like, ah, shit. Is Visser 3 here? God damn it. And he just like, give me the key. Yeah. All right, fuck. 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 Here. Could you could you do that to somebody? Yes. Like, could you do the, this gambit? I could do that at my work. I could do that wit at my work. I could be like, oh, man, Chris Chris wants to see you. Go to the A and M office. I'm like, what? Oh, come on. Well, I mean, like, okay, but that's a place you work. You know their names. Mm-hmm. Could you go into a different hospital? Say, 
Um, yeah, the the head nurse wants to see you. Yeah, you could. I'd be like, uh, charge wants to see you. Oh, really? What for? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm new. Uh, they just told me to come tell you. Char, do you want to like break into some hospitals? <laughs> see, that sounds easy. I get you in. I got all no. kinds of colored scrubs. Let's go. <laughs> so, in any case, the hork the hork majors break out. Um, and they tie up all the other Hork Yeah, they let loose the dogs of war. There's fighting. Uh, the Hork Majeure may not be rocket scientists, but they are very good at the vine, roots, and trees. Uh, so they tie up the, yeah. Yeah, the other Hork Majeure. They tie up the, the hostages. Then they're like, okay, we have to blow up this weapons platform. How do we do that? I don't know. Tobias, run away. <laughs> he, Tobias says they need their eyes in the sky, so... I morphed back to Bird to take a look to make sure everything was fine. And that's when Tobias sees the ultralight helicopter coming in. Right. The the cool, like, flying bubble helicopter. The small, small one-person yep. cedar helicopter. And, and he sees Arya flying in. Arya, like the, the, the cousin who's going to give you a, a home and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that one. The very hey, same. remember that, that, like, glimmer of hope you had? Yeah, that would, you uh-huh. got caught. It's you, gone. You're an idiot. <laughs> because Tobias puts two and two together. It's Visser 3 in a morph. Yep. And Tobias does what true manic depressives do when their manic state is over. They crash. Yeah, and like he's a bird, so he just falls out of the sky. He falls <laughs> out of the sky onto the ground, just completely jokerfied, depressed, realizing his hope is gone, that hope was never an option. Peace was never an option. He had no hope ever. They find him in the ground, on the ground after the battle. They hand him to Rachel, and she's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "Ah, (laughs) 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 you know what it is? It's the scene in Breaking Bad where Walt is underneath the floorboard. Oh yeah, crawl space where he's like just screaming with laughter. Walt, please, please, just hear me out, please. Right, because like, you know, at at a certain point, you've just been through much pain and anguish and you have just lost so thoroughly. All you can do is just laugh because there's no other reaction because like crying seems like he's not feeling bad for himself he just feels tricked again yep and all he can do is laugh because like you know like it's the only reaction that makes sense to being tricked Mm -hmm. right because if if you you know are betrayed then you feel sad right if rachel said something he would be sad right right also, if, if, crying is like a vulnerable vulnerability he's right. not willing to share with the others at all. Like, totally. it's better yeah. to laugh at yourself than to cry in front of people who you know are not going to get it on the level that you understand it. Yeah. And the level it hurts you where it does not hurt them. It's like It's like when other people lose their keys. It's very important to them, but you can't relate, even though you've probably lost your keys too. It's not as annoying to you. It's that he knows mm-hmm. that the others do not feel that visceral like pain and anguish of like ah, I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, they, they, they don't. don't they don't know they what it's like to, to have that. a home ripped away from them. Yeah, they they don't <laughs> yeah. understand or to these... never have had one. Yeah, the soul-biting loneliness of having to care for yourself and never, ever having a parachute. Hmm, wonder what that's like. Yeah. 
Hate him. That's why you were so funny in high school. You, you were always laughing. <laughs> always laughing. Mr. Smiles. Laugh through the pain. Tyler's the Laugh funny guy. The but like, I should point out how <laughs> disturbing it would be to find a bird on the floor laughing hysterically. <laughs> right. Like, what would you do? He's like, all, all Rachel can do is just pick him up and like, yeah, let's and go. Let's get out of the situation. I can't talk you out of well, laughing hysterically. Well, the horse Bajor picked him up. And then, and then the Horfajor somehow knew to hand him off to Rachel, which I thought was interesting. Well, he I mean, thought was interesting. Rachel was probably shooting some looks at that sexy bird. Probably. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme. My bird boy. I've actually, I've, I've been falconing, and the bird, the red-tailed hawk on the on the fist of the one guy uh, falconing with the red tail um, was a dramatic asshole. So every time the, the hawk would land on the fist, she would also try to fly off. And then when she did that, she fell, and she would be upside down. So then the ultimate result was that she, he, he had to hold her like a baby, like a little football. <laughs> So I want to hold a red tail like a football. I've hold a chicken like it's that. It's very cute. the same thing. It's very cute. It's very good. Uh, and Tobias realizing he doesn't have time to sit and feel sorry for himself. That would come later. He so, has to go to his appointment. Right. So to conclude yeah. the dumb main plot, uh, they blew up the the laser. Yeah, they blew up the laser. Mm-hmm. Didn't go great, but All whatever. While he's just laughing at himself and yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Dak, uh, not Dak, I keep on wanting to call him Dak. Toby shows up and saves the day. Toby shows up and saves the day. They, yeah. they still don't know what happened to Beck. Um, I think Beck yeah. got, I don't remember. Who cares? Yeah, I think ultimately like nobody cares about Beck anymore, which is sad. Yeah. I care about Beck. Where's Beck? I care about Beck. Um, but so Tobias has to go to the lawyer's yeah, appointment. Yeah, Tobias has to go to see Mr. DeGroote. He goes there. It's There's no receptionist. It's just Arya and DeGroote. Yeah. And they read him this not letter. Suspicious. Not suspicious at all. And they read him this letter, and they're watching him. And Tobias is very conscious about not making any micro expressions because he knows Mister Three is watching. Yep. Degroot is watching. I just love the part though, when when like they're um, just very pointedly are like Elfinger, Cyrenol, Shantel, yeah. and and they just like, come on, like, that means something to you, right? Yeah, and he's just like. I could feel Arya staring at me. I could feel her predatory alertness. She was watching my eyes. I did not look at her. She was watching for the twitch that did not come, for the grimace, for the worry, for some emotion that would give me away. I gave her, him, nothing. So they're reading their, like, uh, Tobias's father's will. Yeah. Right? The father that he didn't know he knew he had. Right. Uh, and it's revealed that uh, Tobias's father is uh, Alan Fangor. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, mm-hmm. I love the name Alan Fangor. Right. Alan Fangor is a great name. Um, anyways, so, like, yeah, they keep on goading Tobias into, like, give me a reaction. Right. I want to know if I can kill you. And he's, like, <laughs> shouting inside. It's like, I can't believe it. Elfanger's my father. Elfanger's, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, like, Tobias is so disconnected from the world of men that – He's able to get through the situation, like not responding to. Yeah, he doesn't. Your dad's an alien. Your dad's the person who put you in this hell world. Yeah, your dad is the one who made you special. It's it like honestly, like this would make for a great television. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is the one scene oh, where I was thinking, yeah. like I'd like to see this played out because like it's essentially two people just like really grilling this teenager, saying like, oh, all the bad things 
uh, have purpose and you have a real father, but he's dead and you saw him die. Right. And, and like, he can't make a reaction. It's, it's great soap opera schlock. Yeah. And I, I cried as original reading of this. I was like, it's tragic. Tears. I was like, Oh, right. and even now rereading it, I was like tearing up. I was like, Oh my God. Because like he, because the one person you want to show you, you're really rooting to show honest emotion is Tobias always. And mm-hmm. in this situation, he literally cannot. It's the one time he cannot show emotion. Right. And so like, he has oh. to put it deep down inside still. Right, and he has an excuse. He has a reason to feel human right now. Is because, like, you know, yeah. he he has a, a wild mixture of human emotions, and he wants to break down, but he can't. And no, he plays it off. He's he like, "Well, I guess, he, yeah, I guess he didn't leave me money. Well, then, fuck that guy." Right. Yeah, leans into that tough guy react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know they they let him go because they believe that he's a jaded, you know, street rat. Yeah, they get rat. nothing from him, and right. they even. Uh, DeGroote's like, shouldn't we still yerk his brain? Visser 3's like, he's street trash. That'd be a waste of a yerk. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Ultimate insult to injury right there. You are so thrown away, you're not even worthy of a yerk. Right. Like, you are such garbage, you are not worthy of a yerk. Right. Even the plot is kicking Tobias on the ground, right? Is like, everything is going poorly for him. He demorphed so he could regain the two-hour time limit so he could Uh just cry. For two yeah, hours, so you can sit behind a dumpster just, and cry. Right. Uh, because birds can't cry. We know time. this. No. They, they had no reason to. He's trash. He's yeah, trash. Yeah, it's just, oh my God. Just, it's like uh, now you read Tobias as an adult and you're like, oh, this is the true hero of this story. Right. Yeah. This is this is a great rebuke to the trope of most important star child. Because this is most important trash yeah. child and he's not important. I mean, like, yeah, that that's that was my worry going into the reveal of Alan Fingor being Tobias's father is that he would become a special child with a special destiny, and it's just like no, like the thing is, I want that I gravitate and enjoy and need stories of trash children still being trash children but succeeding anyways. Yeah, which right? is what the Animorphs is. It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Good. It is. There's there's not 100%. one of these characters who's like. The chosen one sent to save the galaxy, Harry Potter style. This is five to six, however you define it, fucked up pieces of shit coming together to form a community of trauma and awfulness against an unstoppable onslaught of brain slugs. Um, But they're all pawns in this like scheme that is way greater than themselves, which they have no real control over other than what their small actions do from the day to day. That's all. Wait, so he's telling me that they're lost? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I sorry, I'm just like I'm on a Lost kick. I'm Nate wants to watch Lost again. I'm for it because I liked Lost, even the ending going on record. I liked it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by Lost. Anyways, that's not the the point of the story. The point of the story is that Tobias returns back to his meadow, and he has oh, yeah. We got to do this part. Yeah, like he has a choice to make, right? So like he has to deal with his bully, and he deals with his bully. He swoops down confident cool collected bird-brained and i mean that in like the he's not stupid right. <laughs> like, you know, like he has a bird's brain he has a bird's brain and he uses that you know killer instinct to kill the mother rabbit but he acquires her first and he eats her he stuffs himself on her warm delicious blood and meat and then it turns into a rabbit which is weird and then turns into a rabbit to guide the babies away mm-hmm. away, away from the meadow away from the bully 
uh, bully bird. Yeah. So he saves the rabbits, and I think we should go into animal facts, right? Rabbit facts! Rabbit facts! Prince Jake and Cassie, Tobias and Axe, Rachel and Marco, the bandits are here. They want to listen to animal facts. Fuck all the yurts, Marco's mom is a I think Lola Bunny All should right. actually not be sexy. I'm just going to go on the record saying no, that. No, I think Lola Bunny should I mean, have small one tits on and list. a fat dick. Whoa. Big old fat dick. <laughs> Rabbit. Okay. so Give for, bugs the pussy. Rabbit facts. First question. Do rabbits have I mean, have I do have dicks? a whole entire. No, they don't. Um, I do have a whole what? entire section on rabbit breeding. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so, so tell us about so, rabbits. I want to yeah, know more about rabbits. Let's hear about rabbits. it. Rabbits. So I, I will say um, of all the animals that I could have like gone off and like not even researched at all um, and known all these different things, rabbits was not one of them. I, I don't have any like particular affinity for rabbits. I don't have a, I don't really, you've them, never, ha- just never, never, never. I had a rabbit well, growing so up. I, I don't know if you, I, I had a, I had a um, mini loppy for all you rabbit heads out there. My dad killed my Aww. rabbit and skinned them. Oh, oh. Okay. Go on, I'm eating. Um, and well. I had an Angola <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> I, I had a similar sad story. The fr- one of the first jobs I had was a, at a, working at a pet store, and um, we trimmed the nails of several different kind of pets that would come in, and a rabbit came in, a big kind of a big one. I don't think it was a giant Flemish uh, rabbit, but it was a bigger one. And um, they flail. And this one kicked its back legs to the point where it ended up breaking its own back and dying mm. while getting it a nail trim. So wow. that was kind of my, I was uh. like, I was like, oh, wow, you brought your bunny in for a nail trim and it died. <laughs> God. Um, so that was kind of my experience with animals. Yeah. Early on. So I was kind of like, um, I'm, I'm just going to avoid them for the most part. So all my life, I thought that they were in the category of logomorph and as it turns out i've been saying that wrong the entire time i've ever existed and it's actually lagomorph i definitely so know, knew that word are. before just now by the way yeah, um th- there's a great horror rodents. movie that that relates to this night of the lepus what is the terrifying mutant that strikes from behind the shroud of night. That night. That night of the Lepus. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie about giant killer rabbits. Go on. <laughs> Interesting. So there, there are uh, 102 extant species of lagomorph, which uh, means like currently existing. There used to be 230. Um, Woo! Go there humans! Are, ha- yeah, well, that was, yeah, that's all humans. But then on the other flip side, domestic species, there are 305 different breeds of domestic rabbit, with the Flemish giant being the biggest at 22 pounds and one was over four feet long which if you can imagine like um, well i'm five foot seven so almost my body like other than my head like length that's pretty long rabbit and also uh you'll find that rabbits uh they are 
uh, an obligate nasal breather, so they'll never be a mouth breather, only only through the nose, much like horses. Um, so they, their, re- their digestion only goes one way. It only goes down and through. They, so you're saying you can't put food in their butt? And it won't. <laughs> No, there. Th- I will get to that. There is a point. You say it can only Hold go on, one way. That's closer like, to reality than you, than you realize. So, so they can only go one way in the in the digestion system. They cannot vomit, unlike myself. Um, and <laughs> fun fact for the podcast, which I know you guys are a big fan of, they have a smooth surface cerebrum. They're in that Whoa! category of, of creatures with the bats, well, oh, the rodents, so, like, and other mammalian insectivores. Okay, question. What would, would be like the grossest thing you would have to eat to, in order to survive? Can you can you think of anything? My ex-wife's pussy. This isn't... You were never married. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin the uh, dream. The answer is my shit. Uh, the answer yeah, is my own shit. There you go. Yes, 100%. They have to eat their own shit in order to survive. They, it's a type of di- digestion that they, it's a special poop, a special poop called secotropes, which are softer than their normal palates and meant to be eaten. They have to have. There, there are a couple of mammals fast... that do this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I, I know that koalas also eat their own shit. Interesting. Yeah. They have a hindgut fermentation. So it all, they the, call it all fecal pap. fermentation. <laughs> Hind gut fermentation. Well, All of the digestion happens at the very base of the gut. So they have a lot of <laughs> intest- lower intestines dedicated to that. Um, but yeah, they do this instead of chewing the cud like cows and other herbivores do. So the, the, the special poops, the little secotropes, are like high in vitamins and protein and fiber. So they can have a second chance at um, doing that. And they also call them the night droppings, which um, are, so it happens primarily during the night um, after several hours after they've grazed. Uh, so when they're in the burrow and the safety of the burrow and they don't let it like sit out and wait, they just like poop eat like immediately. Like they just like a little like right there. So right that's really so, why they call it number two. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> I kind of like. Um, I like how Animal Facts has turned into you and me asking our guests the stupidest questions <laughs> we can think of. <laughs> I mean, like the thing about rabbits is, a, I'm kind of afraid of them. B, uh, they should have bigger breasts when they're in movies. Yeah, that too, <laughs> and six of them. No, no, not just two, baby. Yeah, you have true. all of them. Gotta have all of them breasts. Um, Get all of them. Three thing, things I know about rabbits. Um, they don't taste very good. I, what? I've, I've eaten rabbits. Rabbits they're, delicious. They're that is a thing. That is a thing. You gotta, you know, you gotta do it right. There's a thing though. You have to be careful though. As a hunter of rabbits, there's a disease uh, from animals uh, to humans um, where you can end up having a uh, tul tularemia, uh, which is also known as rabbit fever. So you have to be careful when you're skinning the rabbits because that's they can well um, they they eat their own the shit bacteria. so i mean yeah. like yeah, they're not really they like do. clean yeah. animals so, <laughs> so you can inhale the bacteria from the skinning process and, and get that disease so that's fun cannot um, wait watch out for that that's cool that's so why they're they considered a... lucky animals and you should take their feet 
they do have a thing with that. There's also a, um, a thing where you can just say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit in, on the first of the month. We missed that by a little bit, but you know, Fuck. good luck for next time. It's too late now. Next time, next time on the first of the month, just say rabbit, 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 and then you'll you'll have good luck for the rest of that month. Until um, then, I'm just doing yeah. some hind gut fermentation right now. Exactly. Do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, uh. Oh, let me the only other thing I have is, <laughs> is 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 the rabbit punch, which is how you uh, dispatch a rabbit once it's caught by either a falcon or a ferret or a dog or snail. Wait, the rabbit punch is to like to kill it, like to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right hmm. at the base of the spine. You wanna you wanna yeah, but, flow but, right to the back of its head. I don't I don't know why I know this, but yeah, like isn't that called like the bishop method or something where like you hold a rabbit upside down and you just like hit the back of their head to dislocate their, their yeah. spine? Shut I don't up. know why I know yeah. this. I'm sorry. So, I facts yeah. just stick in my brain. Daddy. The, the, the most well, the most traumatic stuff sticks, you know? Yeah, and like there's also like a specialized hook, right? Where there's like two little prongs coming out of a pole and you just kinda of put the rabbit head right. in there and you pull. Yep. And that's how you dispatch a mm-hmm. rabbit as well. Again, I do not know why and I know so, this. So that's all sad. However, let's get into the fun part of rabbits that everybody knows about. They fuck. Well, we don't need that. Rabbits fuck. I thought that... Oh, rabbits fuck? <laughs> fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. How, rabbits how be early getting would gash. you think... <laughs> how early would you think a rabbit goes for it? I mean... Like the wise? legal age. <laughs> <laughs> Three months. Three months. That, that, is, not, that is not the legal start. age. That is a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can too start early. Um, from, from three to Rabbits eight Rabbits today are ready for stacks. Then they can... Um, Retards. They can go... Like, yeah, where, where's the rabbit months? abstinence movement? <laughs> <laughs> there is none. Um, they can go for eight months out of the year, every year for the rest of their nine to 12-year lifespan. So, And they don't... The, Same. The females are called... Yeah, right? And so the females are does and the males are called bucks. And um, the female isn't, they don't have cycles like humans. They instead have ovulation triggered by intercourse. So there, there you go. That's that's how that, how that works. And then 30 days later, they give birth to about 12, 4 to 12 babies called kits. Hmm. And then three months later, they're all fucking, th- fucking 4 to 12 months later, they're all fucking. Well, yeah. so. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how, that's how you babies, learn the Fibonacci sequences. Yeah. Rabbits fucking. The next day, <laughs> Math the facts. next day, the female can can go at it again. So the females have um, bipartite. I might be saying that wrong too, but um, it's so they have two cervixes, one vaginal Woo! canal, but two cervixes. Yeah, the male just one penis. Sorry, very boring. Um, however, they Only need one, they baby. do. Um, Right, and and in the testes, they actually have uh, fructose, citric acid, and minerals that come from and, their testes. So that's fun. And the light of God to bring <laughs> the 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 souls of the rabbits in the world. Yeah, to uh, to bring uh, forth God's children, the rabbits. <laughs> oh man, rabbit facts, fucking rabbit facts. What's, what's your favorite way to kill a rabbit, Tyler? Not with the little hooky. Uh, I like to crush it with my strong, strong hands. I and, and like get shot by my friend because I can't stop killing rabbits. I want <laughs> down the flat. We'll have a little field. Be the alfalfa for the rabbits. The rabbits. And I get to tend the rabbits. 
It's funny because I'm the big dumb one. <laughs> no, I'm the big dumb one in this scenario. You're the Gary Sinise. Oh, you're the yeah, you're the Malkovich. Yeah, I'll be the Malkovich. Oh, yeah, rabbit facts. You guys would get along well in Australia because they hate them there as much as they hate cats. Crikey! They call <laughs> them gazwoggles down there. <laughs> moggies, moggy bastards. Do they really call them moggies? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Why? Excuse me, Mister Australian man. Do you like rabbits? Nar. Moggies. Moggies. Yep. Moggies, Australian listeners, like defend yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Australian <laughs> listeners, you're perfect and I love you. To, to tie this book up, Tobias flies to Rachel. They have a birthday cake. And she wishes him a happy birthday. They didn't sing, but she wishes him a happy birthday. It's a sweet little ending. It is. I mean, they don't write the chapter where he immediately flies away and throws up the birthday cake. <laughs> but... <laughs> I imagine he morphed human to eat the cake. If he can morph human to cry for two hours, he can morph human to eat cake. All right, that's fair. Oh, man. What did you you think? What a heavy book. Shar, where are you at on this one? Well, again, um, my my appreciation for Tobias has grown significantly throughout listening to you guys talk about him. And uh, and it's just even more so after reading this book again. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. There's a lot to this. I think there's a lot to Tobias. Hi did not like this Tobias book. Um, really? And like, the, 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 yeah, and the reasons behind it, because I feel like some of the tone was off. Like, and, and we're retreading territory that we kind of already knew about Tobias, right? Like, we knew that Tobias had um, identity issues, and we knew that Tobias had issues with um, home and self-esteem. Not the self-esteem. I think self-esteem is the wrong word. I think it's more of... Um, self-assertiveness and confidence yeah in expressing his emotions right and and you know uh like we already got that that story and so like this was interesting like retreading of that territory i think and um there there were some steps and ev- evolutions there in that mm-hmm. character but um ultimately it's just kind of like i've eh, been there done that i didn't care about the main plot at all except for the beck. name except for beck i like that that, that name beck um but you know, like the rest of it is yeah. all this superfluous nonsense. Like I didn't care about the laser camp, or I didn't. I didn't even care about the Herpager camp all that much because they, you know, like I thought it was interesting, but it was just like, tell me more about them. Like they didn't spend much time there. Um, yeah. They didn't spend much time at Frank's sad animal and putt putt golf course. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that could have been the book. Uh, like it, it went was by very a, fast. Yeah. This is yeah. This is a fast book. It is. And part. Of, Part of that, I think, is because I I liked it. I think I liked it a lot more than you did, but only because I read so deeply into the emotional state of Tobias with yeah. regards to me seeing it through the manic depressive lens. I thought that was a fairly good representation of that in children's literature. And I liked it for that. Yeah. And I like that, I mean, this is Tobias, I guess, making his final choice to be the freak of nature. It's like my dad was a freak of nature out of place in time. Yeah. I'm a freak of nature out of place in time. I guess I'll just do that. Yeah. It's like, I thought we knew that. <laughs> I mean, we did. I feel like the reveal for the Elfengor reveal um, could have been, it felt very fast. Like he went from not knowing at all who his father was to like, boom. And then I think it was what a page and a half, maybe. 
of I, just like, oh, this is my purpose now. I, I have it. Okay, thanks, Dad. Received I think it was message, handled message well. Received and it, yeah. It was, but it was just so fast. Like, I kind of would have appreciated a little bit more time digesting it for him, like seeing him go through it and feeling like... Was it because we betrayal, knew? Like a, maybe. I think it was because I, we it knew. Was a big, it was a big scene when I was um, reading it as it was coming out because... I knew going in and I was like, it was like excitement for him to figure it out too, even though I didn't necessarily know going into the book that that's what he was going to figure out by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was like excited for him to know. And then, and then he knew, and then it was like a page and a half later and then the book is done. And I was like, I wanted half of the book mm-hmm. to be him digesting the fact that this, and he has a newfound relationship within his own group and and all that like it was it was very cut short after the big reveal i'm kind of of the opinion like i i have a complete appreciation for this version of it probably different than yours because when i read tobias i read the character someone who's taken hit after hit after big hit after big hit and this is one more big hit he finds out who his father is but finding that out, his father's already dead. His father doesn't know him. His father will never know him. Why would he give more thought to that when he could go spend time with his girlfriend? Where it's like, this is just one more bad thing that happened to me in a life of bad things. Sure, it's kind of cool, but it's also well, he, it's it's hope with its head cut off. He doesn't think it's cool. He does go back and cry behind a dumpster. Yeah, he does cry. But it's like, this is yeah. one more awful event where it's like, huh, yeah, okay, that's just who I am. Better go eat cake. Yeah. Is it an evolution of his character? Does he change? Is he a different person at the, after the end of this book? Uh, maybe slightly, but not really, which I think is its strongest narrative choice because I think lesser books would take this and be like, now he's purpose, now he's star child, but he's just Tobias. Well, I mean, like I, I just think that... This should have been a book about Rachel and Tobias's relationship, mm-hmm. and that that to me was the biggest missed opportunity. Is that um, there were they had this on again off again thing that nobody really talks about, but it's there, and they finally admit it, and it's just given as fact, and like we're not exploring that currently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's almost bigger news than Tobias learning about his father, right? right. Because that's something that's immediate. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad book. No. Um, I definitely, I, I, I enjoyed reading it. It's just that, uh, I, I see missed opportunity in some of its areas. That's, That's all. Fair. There's some good characterization in, in the dynamic between all the different characters though. I appreciated a little mm-hmm. bit more in, than in other books, like the little nods that we had of interpersonal relationships their actual real life like oh yeah homework <laughs> yeah thing. and that moment when tobias is jealous of marco like putting his friendly arm around rachel yeah. where it's like oh humans right. humans can show intimacy and friendship and i can, can't touch hug I, or, I, or feel anyone yeah, i feel that i can't do that and it's like <laughs> oh so it's like it's full of beautiful little moments and some good ones but yeah it needed more rachel and tobias but it's okay though because I think uh, since COVID is over, we can now all touch and hug each other again. And uh, yeah, def- we can do that. And and eat indoors and eat in an Applebee's. Yeah, it's okay to eat indoors. 
Guys, Applebee's is open it's again. It's open. Welcome back. You guys, welcome Just back. run in the back and sneeze all over <laughs> yeah. all the food, please. Please. Char, welcome back. Tyler, welcome back. Um, Nate, welcome back. And everyone out there, welcome back. Welcome back to Animorphin Time with Nate welcome and Tyler. Uh, Char, is there anything you want to plug before we welcome back? Uh, sure. Um, I Like I said earlier, I am working on a webcomic, and you can find it at uh, thegoldentroop.com, and it... Uh, follows my misadventures in a previous life with a uh, moody mayor, a chipper cheetah, a sulky saluki, and uh, an eager eagle, because uh, I love alliteration. And and you can follow that all uh, on all of the social medias. So, there you go. Yeah, get it. Get some, you fucking idiots, you dumb fucks. And also, get yourselves a nice uh, Asian fusion bowl. Yeah, those honey barbecue boneless swings. They have delicious. a good, they have a good delicious. Case, yeah. uh, and um, get a mudslide. I know I threatened to make a mudslide on of someone, course. but get a mudslide. I would say that Applebee's is thoroughly in the center of the four corners oh, of this Jesus, room. We're doing um, it is a mix between fighting, relationship, um, body image issues, and shit and piss. Right in the middle of the fuck zone. That's where you find Fran Drescher and Applebee's. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Good luck. Tip your servers.